BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Carter, what is up, my friends? Oh, Let's go! Nice boobs, Cotter. What is up, my friends? It is the 22nd of July, 2021. Don't call it a comeback. The pandemic is back. Yeah, have you been following that one? Oh, my God. Here it comes again. Yes. Put on the masks. Put Here come the masks. It's time. It's it's because of you. It's all of your faults. I know it's not mine, uh, but it's back, and it's 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 never gonna leave. And it's all your fault. Hey, this is Dirk from Clearwater, Florida. What am I slapping the bass? Slapping the bass. The Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome in, and uh, this show comes to you from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware. A beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Thank you so much. Uh, if you missed it yesterday on the uh, Patreon, I uh, busted out Tom Sawyer by Rush and crushed it. Just crushed it i don't think that uh, dirk from clearwater florida i'm not slapping the base i don't think dirk heard it because i did not see him anywhere on uh in the in the uh, podcast audience yesterday so i mean if he if he was there you know he was probably uh completely mystified in my ability to bust out a modern day warrior, mean, mean pride. How does it go? Today's time. I don't even know the words. I had them in front of me. I'm doing a terrible job of, of showing my uh, acumen for singing Tom Sawyer by Rush. But uh, welcome in to each and every one of you. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day of the week, I believe this is show 630. What? Oh, my God. What the hell? Um, yeah. So regarding the masks, 
I think I need to bust this mask out with Barry on it, the big giant black porn star. Uh for when we for when masks come back officially, because this is going to happen, you know, because all you dummies refuse to get vaccinated. Uh, it, it, it's coming back. And I, I, for one, can't wait. I am actually happier when, uh, when, when I'm wearing a mask. So, you know, uh, I want you all to know that you did this all yourselves because you're stubborn and stupid. So there you go. What do you think? Take that. What do you think of that? Uh, pain in the ass, Kyler, who we need an update on Mrs. Kyler. It's weird with Kyler, who's in the live stream audience right now, uh, because he's so laughy and and uh, and you know happy go lucky and well antagonizing in such a, a jackassy way that you um you forget the fact that his beloved wife is wow. I mean, what a serious thing that happened to her. I mean, she uh, he had talked about it. So if you could give us an update. Uh, I would love to hear that the poor lady had an infection on like uh, somehow some crazy infection manifested like on her actual spine, like a, like a ball of pus on the poor lady's spine. And it was making her sick and making her blood infected and all sorts of shitty stuff and all the antibiotics. I mean, my God, all of that uh, takes a toll on a human being. They had to go in and like, uh, basically cut her open like a fish and then hold her upside down and shake her until all the juice came pouring out of her and clean the uh, the infected spot. Oh, my God. What a remarkable, horrible thing that that happened. I, I, I just uh, I can only assume, though, that she has continued to progress and get better. I mean, I, I hope and pray. So, um, uh, Kyla writes, she's doing well. She has two. She has to receive two rounds of antibiotics through a. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but I'm guessing it's type of like a port that goes into her, into the particular near the particularly affected area. Um, Long term uh, IV is what it's known as, and home nurse once a week. Um. So that. Uh, God, man, how did this even happen, Kyler? Can you maybe in a few sentences shed some light as to how in the world a an amazing, otherwise amazingly healthy young lady uh, somehow develops this weirdo thing where it's like, oh, hey, yeah, put your life on hold for, uh, for a few months and uh, this will threaten your life. How does that even happen? God. Those types of stories, when I hear about people who get sick uh, for the oddest of reasons, I mean, like that one lady, uh, who was it? Um, God, I don't, I, I, I don't even know if it was a man or a woman, but I've heard about this story happening more than once where you, somebody like a dog licks them, and the next thing you know, like they're in a coma and their arms and legs are cut off or some crazy infection. Like maybe like the dogs, the dog licks an area that there might be like a tiny cut and that's all it takes. What? Uh, Kyler says it will be diagnosed as an undiagnosed staph infection. My God. That's scary shit. Terrible. Okay, man. Keep us up to date.
And I'm so glad that you're able to uh, to join us. Maybe this is the one moment of the day where you don't have to even for at least pull your brain away from it to decompress a little. So uh, you have tell you what. Um, this is what I'll do for you. I will continue to treat you like shit to make you fe- feel normal. Okay. I will continue to make fun of your gigantic titties to make you feel normal. You big fat piece of shit. All right. If you ever want to see Kyler at work, he works for a company called uh, an organ. Uh, well, they're, it's a business called I Cairo. So he is like a neck cracker, which, by the way, it's been way too long since I've cracked my neck for you with uh, this effect on it. Hang on. Now, I already cracked it once today, so I don't know if it's going to work. Hang on. It's always more uh, amplified when you have the echo effect on it. Okay, here we go. Nothing. Oh, that one wasn't bad. Did you hear that? Pa-pa! Pa-pa! Okay, man. There have been times that I've cracked my neck and it's exploded so much that I've seen stars. Yes, it's true. Podcasting with Ben tomorrow, which reminds me, uh, I have not yet informed him. Uh, Hey, Siri. Uh Uh-huh. Text Ben. What do you want to say? Hey, jizzfuck, dot, dot, dot. Let's podcast Friday night at 7 p.m. Unless you are a huge pussy, period. Go fuck yourself. Your message to Ben says, hey, just fuck. Let's podcast Friday night at 7 p.m. Unless you are a huge pussy. Go fuck yourself. Ready to send it? Yes. Okay, it's sent. It's supposed to say, hey, jizz, fuck. And it says, hey, just fuck. All right. Podcasting with Ben on Patreon. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens again on Friday night. Uh, I always forget to invite certain people. I do my best, but uh, we have a live audience for that show. You know, people actually enjoy it live on Patreon. In order to participate in uh, this adventure, you have to, first of all, be on Patreon. Five or ten bucks a month. Might as well plug it. And uh, let me know that you want in. Say, hey, Zane, invite me. Send me an invite. I want in on the show, the live show. Okay? Because, you know, it won't be long until we are back to quarantine. Quarantine. Because you assholes, you hillbillies, uh, won't get vaccinated. Thanks, dicks. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. I'm looking at you, boring Dean. You jackasses refuse to get vaccinated, screwing everything up for everybody. Thanks. Yep, there you are. That's the uh, only worry about you. Let's be selfish, not worry about the other guy. Fuck everybody. That's the American way. Thanks. We're number one. Yeah, USA, you assholes. Son of a bitch. All right, so you might as well go out while you can. 
And you might as well go out to a uh, super sweet event that I want to share with you right now. Tonight is the night for, where is it? Aha! Ales for Tales. I had Allison on last week. That is the very, very nice young lady that Kenny ogled like a jackass. Hey, man, she's hot. <laughs> I'm a caveman. It is a miracle that you uh, have a girlfriend right now. Please don't screw that up because we don't want to have to put up with your stupid ass. Uh, but Allison invited us all to Harbor Humane's Ales for Tales. The shops at West Shore, as you can see. Music from Brenna. Oh, but it sounds good enough to me. Uh, starts at 6, goes till 10. Silent auction. Auction catalog. View catalog. Ooh, who, hey, cat mom handmade jewelry. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Backyard night in. You get all this stuff. You get like this. That, that's what they do at a silent auction. They throw something uh, in a bat. Yardsy. Is that like giant Yahtzee? Is that what I'm understanding? That sounds like fun. Okay. So uh, this, uh, this local group, uh, my friends at Harbor Humane, one of the big things they do every year to uh, raise money to be able to um, keep providing the uh, necessary things for the, uh, for the area pets that uh, need adoption is they have ales for tails. Now, I promised that I would be at it, and then I broke the promise, okay? Because today has turned into an absolute shit show for busyness. You're like, hey, Eric, what do you do? You sit there and you and you podcast. Now, there is so I I wish you could be with me for a day. I, you know, I, I could do that. You could sign up for Patreon and get to see what I have to do every, every day. And I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, it's always jam packed. Um, and today got really, really shitty. So I reached out to Allison and uh, I said, hey, I don't think I can make it. But I, then I, I felt terrible, and I said, I'm going to try. But I, so I cannot say for sure. It all depends on how the day unfolds. It's a, uh, as my mother used to say, we'll play it by ear, Eric, which I guess means we'll see how the day unfolds. Then more than likely, no. But while I'm here, um, I might as well take a look at uh, what's available for adoption right now. I love doing this so much. Look at Wrangler. I'm a happy happy guy and a happy 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 and a happy guy. Uh, if you're like me, you know, I'm such a softy for uh, for dogs and cats. I think more. I'm more of a dog person, but that stupid happy guy song i could watch any dog with the stupid happy guy song and uh the people at harbor humane just armed with an iphone somehow have a knack for taking pictures of really happy guys look at look at this one i think this might be a girl because of the pink color oh my god oh, 
Longest stay. By the way, that no, that that's not a girl. That's Max. Sweet. All these dogs smiling. Pete Cluster. Holy shit. Longest stay. That's what some people do. They like see who's been there the longest. I can't get to work. Oh well. Okay, so I was sitting here looking at some of these uh some of these pets that are available. And um, you know, every time I see a pet, well, probably more dogs because the cats always, uh, a lot of the cats look like dicks. I don't know what it is about cats, but they always have a, like, look at this, look at Sadie, look at worm. All these cats look like they're saying, fuck you. I mean, am I wrong? This Ranger doesn't look like that. He's a happy and a happy guy. Mora, you can't really tell, but Sadie is, is, is actually saying eat shit. Worm is saying, go fuck yourself. Uh, Max is happy. Sweets is happy. Daphne is happy. Trevor, you can't tell. Pete has that I will remember you look on his face. Cluster, happy. Okay, Peaches is happy. But there's one cat in particular here at Harbor Humane that, wow, is he a pissed off jackass. It's not, it's not any of these. These actually look pretty sweet. Look at Murphy. Head out, baby. Hello, baby kitty. Uh, fire. These are all the dogs. More dogs, more cats. All right. See if you can picture which cat I'm referring to looks like the biggest dick ever. Okay, I'm scrolling through. You're looking. You're thinking, which? where is he going with this? Where is the cat that looks like a complete jackass? You might think it's brisket. Brisket looks like an asshole, too. Uh-oh. Yes. Look at... Of course, it's Davy Jones. Look at this cat. I just lost him. How the hell did I do that? Oh, come on. You're killing me. How annoying is this? Okay. Damn it. Now I'm pissed. Look at how pissed this cat looks. This Davy Jones character. Holy cow. Oh, man. So if you want in, if you ever are looking for a pet to adopt, and you want to make this as quick and painless as possible, and you are in West Michigan, this facility is harborhumane.org. Or if you want to adopt some time, maybe help them out, you know, volunteer. If you don't have any money, that's fine. You know, uh, your time is awesome. And I love these people very much. They do a great job over there. And you know how I am. But look at, look at Lucy Lou. Oh my God. Happy and a happy girl. Fallon, I think, escaped not long ago. I saw an APB out on her. I don't know how the hell that turned out. I hope the hell that nobody greased her in the road, for God's sake. That's a terrible thought. What the hell am I doing? Okay, I could sit here and just look at these uh, freaking pets all day, but I have a podcast to do. Oh, my God, they got puppies. Look at these puppies. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. There is seven puppies. Now, I'm guessing these seven aren't available till Friday. That's like adoption day. Look at this fat ass. Miss Red. 
Look at her. Oh, that is fantastic. Okay. Yes, she is a little blimp. Oh, man. Miss Red needs to get on a diet. 96 pounds. All right. You are fat as shit. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. All right. I can sit here and look at the damn dogs all day. What am I doing? This is how it's going to be today. I'm massively distracted. Uh, Kenny says Zane sounded like, it sounded like Zane just had a puppy gasm. Shut up. <clears throat> All right. It looks like Amanda and Kenny are, well, at least Amanda. I don't think Kenny is. Uh, Amanda is actually watching the scale meticulously after a beat up early in the week. Okay. In which I told her she's way too fat. You're like, Zane, what are you doing telling a woman she's fat? Well, she wanted me to do that. She wants to live longer. Okay. And she's like, hey, yeah, you got to do it. You got to beat the hell out of me. It's like, yeah, you're, again, the term morbid has a lot to do with death, which is why the term is morbidly obese. You're going to die. No one wants you to die. And it's not going to be like a quick death, all right? It's going to be painful, long, drawn out. You're going to have bed sores. Everybody's going to have to swab your fat. It's gross. Everybody's going to hate you because they gotta, you're going to be a burden on everybody because you decided you wanted to eat too much. You fucking asshole. Well, there's still time to fix it. So she is working her ass off. So, all right, she's uh, uh, taking the net. I mean, just reducing the amount of uh, food in and maybe uh, take a walk here and there. I know you can walk. So keep it up, Amanda. That is great. Uh, Kenny, I don't think you're doing anything. I think Kenny's just uh, on cloud nine because a woman is letting him uh, see her privates. And I think that that's uh, kind of inspired him. But, uh, dude, you got to you got to lose it, too. So. Uh, so for those two, I'm uh, talking to you. Amanda is clearly winning that battle. Uh, for your old pal, Eric, uh, kind of. I mean, I, I continue to work out, and I had the, uh, I had uh, a, uh, a, a track workout yesterday with half-mile repeats, and now I'm increasing the number, the, uh, the number of repetitions. So you run like hell for a half-mile, and then you do a quarter-mile recovery, and uh, – Oh, it's not easy. It's, uh, it's, I'm just way too heavy. And, um, I think, uh, I still don't have the willpower to have the appropriate level of, of nutrition. It isn't nearly as bad as it was. And I have lost a little bit of weight. My, uh, high that I was in this recent endeavor was 177, which is way too round for, I'm little, uh, at five foot seven, you shouldn't be that heavy. Okay. So, uh, I'm down a few, but that's probably just water weight, for God's sake. Um, I still don't think I'm that serious about this. But we are, uh, let's see. This is actually my workout plan right here in front of me. Uh, on week four. I got a five-mile run today, slow. Friday is hill workout, four miles. And then Saturday is the long run of seven miles. And you work up from there. So we'll see. 
yesterday, my God, it was embarrassing because there was like uh, 300 little kids on the middle of the football field. It was football camp day. And uh, all the moms and dads are in like the stands. Uh, and this is the level of camp where it's like boys and girls are playing football. The girls actually kick ass because they're bigger than the boys, you know? And uh, so all these kids and then, I mean, hundreds of moms and dads. And then your old pal, fat ass Eric, running around the track. And I'm like, oh, God, nobody recognize me, please. One lap in. Hey, Eric. Oh, no. And I'm and I'm, I'm running and my tits are by. Bouncing in my fat gut. You can, it's, uh, you know, you're fat when you can see the person's navel, like right there. You see, you can tell my belly button is right there. Ugh. And it's all like, thump, 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 bouncing up and down. I'm like, oh, fuck, man, shit. And uh, it's my neighbor, Brian. He goes, hey, Eric, what? And I'm running super slow. And he goes, are you warming up? And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's the warm-up. Huh. I'm like, ah, 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 shit, ah, fuck, ah. Kenny says, for fuck's sake, Eric, you're not fat. No, I am. Compared to you, I'm not, but I am fat. I mean, compared to you, I'm ripped. But, you know, no, I am fat. Uh, Josh, or uh, Richard says, uh, refers to me as a Pillsbury doughboy. That's absolutely true. You, know, you, you can't really see it in my face, but I can. I can see it and I can feel it. Uh, see it, <laughs> see it and feel it. Uh, Josh says, were any of the young moms giving you hard eyes? No, I was too embarrassed. Okay. Sarah says it's loose skin. No, it's not. Uh, can you get back to the shape when you were challenging the Marines and chin-ups? Oh my God. By the way, when I was in Nashville doing that, I, I did about 17 or 18, uh, dead hang pull-ups. The Marine I was challenging was doing kipping pull-ups way different. Kipping pull-ups are those stupid fucking uh, CrossFit pull-ups that are, are bullshit. When you can't do normal pull-ups, you do stupid-ass kipping pull-ups. They're for assholes and losers. But no, I can't. Uh, I, I, I could probably do two or three pull-ups right now with no assistance. I used to be able to rattle off like sets of 15 and just crushing it. No, 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 no. I need, uh, I have to actually put my feet on a chair now in order to do those. It's just fucking terrible. All right. Uh, I mean, eventually, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess you can, uh, yeah, you could say that you can always get your strength back when you work out. I would say that, uh, as long as you put the effort in, you know, people are like, oh, no, once you get to a certain age, you can't do it. No, nah, that's bullshit. Um, you see uh, uh, people who say, yeah, man, uh, uh, once you get to a certain point, you got to uh, fill your body up with testosterone shots. Uh, I'm not really about that. You know, I kind of just uh, 
people are like, yeah, man, as soon as you do that, everything's great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on the, on the testosterone low T therapy yet. Okay. Josh says P90X, do your best and forget the rest. I will say that the original P90X is the strongest I've ever been. If you ever really want, you have to put in the time and it's a long workout, but my God, is it awesome. If you're willing to do exactly what it tells you to do, I still stand by that to this day. And I still do it today. Uh, not often, but I do do it. It is hands down, uh, top to bottom, the most complete thing you can do. I swear by it. And and I'm not talking about anything other than P90X1. That Well, it, the other ones might work, but P90X1, I had the most success with that. If you want to build strength and muscle, and you should, in addition to your cardio work, that it has it all. Flexibility, uh, uh, you got the yoga in there. I swear by it. Aram says P90X2 is just as hard, if not harder. I did that one too. That was also very, very good. But um, I to get into shape, P90X, I couldn't even do a push-up when I started it. At the end of that thing, I was crushing it. Oh, so great. Okay, I have um, I have plenty to get to. First of all, I want to get into this thing about the trip to New Jersey, which comes on the heels of our trip to Tennessee. Next, It's real simple. Next Friday, start the drive to Tennessee. Talk about that. I talked about that already. Going to get there on Saturday. Sunday, hang out with the Zaniacs. Uh, hike. Uh, do the, all the fun things we do in the Smoky Mountains. And then on the following Saturday. What day is that? I don't know why I need to know this. The 7th of August. Leave Tennessee. Uh, drive to Jersey. Get there on. S when are we getting there? Sunday the 8th. And then the plan was Monday the 9th, we're going to get together with the Jersey contingency. Well, right away, I noticed that people that live on the East Coast, not, uh, I, th I thought it was Matt, Matt B. I was like, why Monday? Well, that's because, Dick, that's the way it goes. We didn't say, hey, uh, Eric's thinking about going to New Jersey. Let's make sure uh, it's okay for Matt's schedule. No. When the person is visiting from far away, you make uh, adjustments to your schedule. That's it. There's no, we don't have any other option. Either that or you don't come. Jesus. So Monday, we're doing that. We're getting together. Now, what exactly we're doing, I don't know yet, but I can tell you, that it's probably going to be nothing more than get together. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, for, first of all, Blue State Rob has been all about, hey, uh, Eric, here's some things we can do. And all of these, like, activities. And it's like, uh, yeah, there's like a, a, a neat place to ride go-karts. Right away, I'm like, oh, boy. Uh No. Then he tried to post a Facebook an event yesterday inviting people to Eric's coming to Jersey 
with a, a picture of fat ass Chris Christie wearing a baseball suit, baseball uniform, which is an incredible picture. I can't believe that Chris Christie had the nerve to, to try to wedge himself into a pair of uh, baseball pants. And what a bunt. I think I need to show you that picture. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a horrible picture. I need to show you this. Chris Christie wearing baseball gear. Oh, what the fuck are you doing? What a disturbing thing. And all these guys behind him, you know, and he's on team NYPD. He's got look. He's got his ball glove in his hand. Like he's actually going to be able to do anything while wearing that. And all of this area right here, the amount of bunt or fupa, when you're that big, you have to wear your belt above your belly button like that. Uh, the human body was not made to be grotesquely uh, obese. Okay. This is horrible. You see, Kenny, this is you. This is why, this is why you need to uh, start walking. Okay. Because if you try to wedge yourself into this, this is what you'd look like. Look at, you can't, it looks like he actually has a vagina because the fat is just folding all around his dick. Can you imagine the smell in this area right here? What the fuck? Oh, shit. And uh, Aram says, I thought that picture was suggesting what you look like. Oh, no, he is. He absolutely is. That's exactly what he's doing. And, you know, I can definitely appreciate that joke. So I don't, I don't fault him for that in any way. Oh, that is horrible. Okay. So Rob is going off on this thing about, hey, uh, what are we going to do? And he's been, he's, and so on the podcast, I've been uh, constantly like, well, I don't, I don't know, dude, uh, nothing, hang out. My wife is also nursing a bad shoulder, which I've talked about a lot, but Rob still wants to, you know, uh, uh, do CrossFit or maybe a Ninja Warrior course or some shit. And I'm like, dude, what? come on. He writes to me, you and your Fauci loving ass, you need to beat me up if you got one of these mass notification things. I tried creating the Jersey meetup as an event in the Facebook mobile app. When I hit the done button, I wouldn't respond. It wouldn't respond with the event where people could post shit. It would just stay on the same page. So naturally I just kept pressing the button. Uh, so it showed up on your, uh, on your notifications many, many times. And everybody busted Rob about that. He's completely impatient. And then he writes, what the fuck are we going to do anyway? And I wrote, well, that's no, that's okay. No problem that you posted it multiple times. What, you know, no big deal. And then I wrote, what the hell do you mean? What are we going to do? We go somewhere. We sit down. We have a drink. We eat. We go home. Dear God, what the fuck do you want to do? Climb Mount Everest? 
Jesus. He writes back, moron, you know the hilarity that would occur if we did something fun. Translation, I'm lazy, so let's all eat greasy shit, complain about how fat I am. And he says, which you're not. Well, you know, why don't you worry about you? I'm old and want to go to bed before sundown. And that's true. I mean, seriously, uh, if I'm in, if I'm not in bed at 9 p.m., there's it's a problem. I'm fussy. I like going to bed early. And then he uh, he writes more ideas, hatchet throwing, laser tag, capture the flag, escape room, street basketball in Harlem wearing MAGA hats. Now that I want to see. Drive around with a megaphone. Uh, drive around with a megaphone uh, shouting out forbidden Spanish. I don't know what's going on there. Lame me palo con tu culo. Be the only white guy on MLK Boulevard. Go to Atlantic City. Sell meth. Get Brazilians where they wax you from your pubes to your asshole. Uh, watch you train for a race that you'll probably get your ass kicked. Never mind. Let's just have a hamster throwing competition, you asshole. Better yet, I'm going to order a cornhole board from Cornhole America that has a tree on it, and the bean bags are hamster heads sticking out of a Meyer bag. What an asshole. He says, all shtick, something that Kenny can't see when it's happening. 300 seconds. Fuck you, Rob. I don't know. I got to get Jetman there, too. I got to reach out to Jetman and tell him that we're, we are meeting. So it would be Jetman, myself, the queen of the forest, all of you idiots. Uh, Kate, who can piss and moan because of the fat shaming on this show. Yeah, Eric. Eric, I love what you do, Eric. That's 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 my Kate impression. Barry, Barry, Barry. Eric, I, I love everything you do except for when you, you make fun of fucking fat people, Eric. What? You can't pick and choose what's good and bad. If I'm sitting here on a daily basis, uh, letting various uh, groups of people have it, and then you say, for some reason you don't like something, that's too far. You went too far, Eric. I'm not at all happy with that, Eric. All right. So, no, I don't have the plan made. Uh, Kate says, poor impression, so poor. Well, hey, I give it my best. I'm not sure what Kenny means. Shut up, Rob. Give me my $50 back. Uh, not sure what that means, but I think, is Kenny hinting? About, I'm not sure what that means, but I'm guessing you're not supposed to say that. the hell are you talking about kenny kate says it sounds more like joan rivers hey where the hell is our friend uh, cardiff electric boomer bob is here and i'm so glad you're here bob because in like 19 minutes uh we will have live with us the one and only Soft Weekly. 
from the podcast, Someone Needs to Say It. And this comes up because, wow, uh, in response to the uh, uh, most prolific rage quit that has ever happened, which I'll play in just a bit here, with that pain in the ass John, the Philly fanatic, on that uh, fucking stupid podcast. I forgot what the podcast is called. It doesn't matter. These assholes will get together and treat each other like shit. And for some reason, that one dick got all butthurt and freaked out at uh, Boomer Bob and Man uh, Man Brain Dave. And uh, I don't know who else is, is on the show. I'm still just kind of getting caught up to the thing. But what the fuck? Well, you know, he had this huge rage quit. And then these, these guys got together again. And then that loser, John, Philly fanatic, uh, again, continued to be an asshole. I was amazed that he got together with those boys. So I can't wait to get soft on here and ask him, hey, okay, so you were a bystander in all this. You kind of brought these people together and put them on your podcast. So you got to tell me about what happened. Uh, Bob, if you send me an email right now, Boomer Bob, eric at ericzaintshow.com, you've got 18 minutes. I will send you a link so that you two can participate on this live show. This is with me. It'll be the first time we've ever had uh, multiple people. Okay, Bob. So I want you to do that. I can't post it directly on here because uh, I want to keep that link a little private. But if you send me an email, eric at ericzancho.com, I can get you in on here and we can have your take about what, because you were part of that. You were part of that catastrophe. This week's Cringe of the Week is a little bit longer, but it came uh, in from multiple people. Multiple people are sending this to me. In fact, even some notable people from the show. That's Carl. That's Carl. A note for the listeners. This was deemed the best article to talk about. Yeah, I thought this was the worst. The best. So it's it's only downhill from here. That's not true because the next article is really good. You have to talk about having some fucking optimism, Dave. You have to explain who no, no, decides just, that was the best article. I had no- all, right, all right, you know what? You can all go fuck yourself. This is the last fucking rubbernecker, and I'm dead fucking serious. What are you Get talking about? Funny fucking boy, laughing. This is like Leroy Jenkins, in my opinion. You remember the Leroy? This week's cringe of the week is a little bit longer, but it came in from multiple people. Multiple people are sending this to. Okay, I'm fucking this up. What the fuck is wrong with me? He wants again from Raleigh. All right. I feel like an ant. Now I'm the cringe of the week. Let me try this again. Jesus. This week's cringe of the week is a little bit longer, but it came in. Best. The worst. The article. best. So it's it's only downhill from here. That's not true, because the next article is really good. You, you have, have to talk about having some fucking optimism, Dave. You have to explain who no, no, decides just, that was the best article. I had no- all, right, all right, you know what? You can all go fuck yourself. This is the last fucking rubbernecker, and I'm dead fucking serious. What are you Get talking about? Up, fucking boy. Laugh it up. Uh, I've had enough of your fucking donut jokes and enough of your other fucking shit. One guy doesn't show up. It's a big fucking thing. We got a prayer, right? Donut, donut, donut. Fat, fat, fat. Meanwhile, you're over there sucking on a fucking cigarette, and everything. I try to do nothing. You motherfucker don't do a fucking thing. You sit there on your ass. You make a couple things up, and then all of a sudden that's it nobody does nothing we sit in here we look like jerk offs jerk offs every fucking week i try to make it a better show and you- as if there's any podcaster who doesn't look like a jerk off at one time or you know another. what this isn't even fun anymore and i'm fucking done with it robert neckers is over you can do whatever the fuck you want with the rest of you fucking guys i don't care but i've had enough of this fucking shit 
Fuck is all. Do something fucking better if you can. You can't run the show. He's sitting there. Well, this is his first fucking topic's the worst fucking topic. And so you already are setting this up. What do you think? I'm a fucking moron? I know what the fuck you're doing. You think this is the first fucking time I've ever done something like this? You fucking assholes. Go fuck yourselves. Every fucking last one of you. I've had it. I came in here, I was going to try to go through this thing, but if you're just going to sit here and try to make me the asshole out of this fucking show, go fuck yourselves, all of you. Okay, so Soft has this podcast. You, I mean, he joined us last week. Uh, the show is called Someone Needs to Say It. This is another Michigan dude. Okay, he lives on the east side of the state. Some of you may have heard him, some may not. He manages to get that loud mouth, man brain Dave, Boomer Bob, and I forget who else together. And, you know, and like, hey, let's uh, extend an olive branch. And, well, it didn't do anything. It actually got got worse. Oh, you're a lonely piece of shit, too, because oh, no. you are just an evil fucking puppeteer over there. Let me that fucking shit. Like I told you before, do me a favor and walk into fucking traffic. Okay. That guy actually has some skills. He's, he's very uh, quick on his feet. You know, this is uh, when you live out east, which I've lived there, and you experience this. You're, I mean, most people in Philly, Jersey, New York area, that's that's normal. Most people are like that. In fact, they all are, you know, um, probably the most sane of the bunch. And she's insane is Kate. You they could use these uh, these talents to make money. I think that that guy, if he actually uh, wrote some bits, he could probably be uh, there's a market. For loudmouth, aggressive uh, uh, Philly slash Jersey person. If I if I bumped into you know John tomorrow at a coffee shop or something, I'd offer to buy him buy him a cup of coffee. But that's what kind of guy I am. John's a piece of shit. <laughs> I like how Bob, who will uh, supposedly is going to join us, says, "Yeah, I I, I would uh, I'd buy a cup of coffee for him, but uh, he's a piece of shit." Oh, you are a piece of shit. Lol cow. Fuck you. That's uh man brain Dave, and I think he's in Australia. Cow. Fuck you. God damn, it's entertaining. You. Hey. It is entertaining. Will you be the regular co-host of this show? No. <laughs> That's soft. Okay. So Bob, I just got a hold of soft. He says he's gonna be a little late. He's tending to the children. Okay, there is a children thing that he has to take care of. So, yeah, absolutely. No problem. And I told him to send you the link so you can join us, too. For some reason, you're being all weird and won't uh, email me. I don't want to keep my identity uh, safe here. I don't want anybody to know my email. What? Just send it, you pain in the ass. All right. Totally kidding. Tyler says, Bob's voice reminds me of Sam Elliott. You know, Gar from the movie Mask.
Megan says, possibly starting a fight. Do we stock back up on masks for school? Oh, yeah. It's coming. It's absolutely coming. Bob, I'm totally giving you shit. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get you on here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it, it is because of Patriot Nick and Boring Dean and you idiots that we will be masked up before you know it. It's coming, man. Numbers are rising. Temperatures rising. Fever is high. So I cannot, I cannot wait till we bring that back. And then the world goes completely. Ah, you're taking my liberty. Ah, I better ride around in my Trump truck with the stupid fucking flag. Assholes. Thanks. Thanks a lot, assholes. All right. We had an incident yesterday with the NFK. Since then, there's been something else that's happened to two separate things going on. Now, in case you don't know, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law lives here with us. He has for almost one year after my other brother-in-law passed away suddenly. I'm not going to go over the entire story with you, but just know that he is here and he's a little special. Now, not special like he was in um, uh, like classes because uh, he's R word rhymes with me marted. No. He kind of developed his special skills. He became a little uh, M word uh, rhyme or R word rhymes with me marted. He, he developed uh, me mardation. He's uh, R word rhymes with me mard. Zane, how can you possibly say that? Well, I'm just, look. There are numerous uh, uh, clues that lead us to believe that shitting his pants and throwing a full a, a pair of pants full of turd onto the floor of my laundry room. Uh, refusing to bathe. Averaging. Uh, well, now he showered yesterday. Hold on a second. The average has changed. So that means, hold on a second. He's been with us for 365 minus eight. He's been here for 357 days. Yesterday, there was a shower, but it uh, it's a second shower this week. So that drops his average down to one shower every 89 days. It was like one shower every 118 days uh, earlier in the week. But after the come to Jesus that Diana had with him, if you miss that, oh, my God, she's like, that's it. You got to start washing your asshole. No more sponge baths. Showers. So the average is getting better. And yesterday he's like, well, he actually's voiced out loud. Well, I guess I'll take a shower in the morning. And Diana goes, when was the last time you showered? He goes, two nights ago. She goes, well, why not take one now? And he kind of looks at her and she's looking at him with that stink eye, kind of like that, that cat I was showing you earlier in the show. And she's looking at him because now she's all like brave and emboldened. She knows that. The reason why this didn't happen before is because she was concerned of how he'd blow up at her. But, but he cowered. He showed 
weakness, and she pounced. And now she knows she has the upper hand. She knows that she's the big swinging dick in the house. And she goes, why not take it now? She gives him that look. And he goes, okay, I'll take it now. It was like a Jedi mind trick. You will, you will, you will wash your asshole. You will bathe. You will wash your hair. You will scrub the de dead skin cells off of your scalp. Okay, shit, fuck. I'll go wash your dead skin cells. So she does the Jedi mind trick. Incredible. So, but that's not the big thing here. I have always been Team NFK. Uh, and N says, couldn't she have ripped him a new one sooner? Yeah, we were scared of him. I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's, uh, it's not having, <laughs> you will not shit your pants again. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Uh, Kenny's emoji actually is the hand wave with, you will not shit your pants again. You will not throw jeans full of feces on the floor of the, of the laundry room anymore. Um, no, it's because think about that. It's just, nobody wants to have to walk up to a 60 year old man and say, Hey, do you think maybe you could wash your asshole? It is what it is. So, um, but so I've always been, um, hold on. Kenny's killing me. You will not call inanimate objects the N-word. You will not refer to your sweatshirt as the F-word rhymes with maggot. The laundry room is not the poo bin you're looking for. Move along. You will avoid people's personal space in grocery stores. <laughs> you will not stop your feet. When you're walking to the house. All right. Enough. It's too funny. I can't even look at it anymore. It makes me laugh. And when I say I've always been Team NFK, Soft Weekly is, uh, is already here. Now, I just started this story, Soft. So... Do you mind if I if I finish this one before I get to you? Because I was expecting you at nine ten. Okay, he gives me the thumbs up. Thank you, buddy. I'll let you get situated here. I've always been on my brother in law's team. I help him. I make all his doctor appointments. I take care of all his financials, all that stuff. Um, remember the time when I told him, "Hey, man, have you filed taxes?" And he got pissed off at me. He goes, "No, the government's going to take more money." I go, "No, stupid. You don't make enough money. They're they're going to give you money." And he's like, ah, I'm not doing it. I go, and he yelled at me. I go, Would you fucking stop it. I have, trust me. Well, he had thousands of dollars he left on the table. I got it back for him. I go, yeah, trust me. I'm here to help you, dumbass. So the other day I found his, uh, well, this is yesterday. He, he has a bag of bread that he likes. It's the type of bread where it's like, pumpernickel and rye swirled okay pepperidge farms this is the this is actually double wrap bread 
And there's two pieces left in the thing. And he's actually uh, he he wanted a uh, to save a hot dog bun for him for his hot dog. So he put the hot dog bun in the same bag. Okay, so you got two pieces of the pumpernickel swirl and a hot dog bun. The hot dog bun is green. It's moldy. Now, the swirl is not. However, they're in the same. They're touching each other. And I know because I've read about this and. You know, it's just common sense. If one has the mold, though you may not be able to see the other pieces of bread that have the mold, more than likely it's going to turn green very quickly and the mold spores are in there. I mean, it's not like you rip off the mold off the bread and eat the rest of the bread. You wouldn't do that or the hot dog bun. So I throw it away. All right. Hour later. It's been picked out of the garbage and put back in the bread drawer. And I, it looks the same. Got a green moldy hot dog bun with two pieces of the swirl bread. I go, hey, uh, hey, Kevin. Yeah. Look, buddy. Uh, and I explained to him. I go, yeah, I put it in the garbage. It needs to stay in the garbage. And I'm like half pissed. When, oh, I wasn't really half pissed. I, I was, and he does not respond. He does not respond at all. Hour later, I come walk back in, in the kitchen. He walks in there, and I know what he's doing. He pulls it out in front of me and sets it down, and he's just staring at it. And he's staring at the bread, and he goes, "Now I don't, I don't see what you're talking about." And I go, "Yeah, it's it's got mold on it. Look, look, look at the hot dog bun." And he goes, "Okay, I see that, but I don't see it on the bread. Shit, fuck." And I go, "So now I have to explain to him what I just explained to you, but it's not registering." Okay. He thinks I'm just trying to fucking piss him off. I go, well, no, you see, the re yes, you're right. There isn't any green on the bread, on your swirl bread, but it's right next to, it's touching food that is moldy. That's not healthy. You might be eating something that could make you sick. So I threw it out. I go, don't worry about it. I'll just buy you another loaf of bread like today in an hour. But he's making a huge deal out of it. So while I'm explaining that to him, you know what he does? You know what he does right to my fucking face? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, whoa, whoa. He does that. He does all this passive-aggressive bullshit. And I, I look at him. I go, what, what's all that? What's all the, the gestures and the, uh, the nonverbal and the eye-rolling and the groaning? What, what, why are you giving me an attitude? And you ever run into somebody, and my kids do this, when they give you an attitude and they do all the shit that I just described to you, and then when you call them out on it, they go, what? I didn't say anything. Well, no, you didn't look at me and say, fuck you, go fuck yourself. But you absolutely, without actually saying any words, went, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, you might as well just say, hey, fuck you, you're crazy. I would have more respect for somebody if they looked me in the face and said, hey, fuck you, you're crazy, then give me all that bullshit. And I go, yeah, well, Kevin, you, you, I mean, first of all, uh, I'm right, you're wrong. And uh, I go, you, you did the same thing that my kids did to me. I go, and I, I, I mean, that's, that's a problem. So now I'm arguing with him about all that shit he's putting me through. And it's like, dude, we're going to have to get it through. And he goes, no, I didn't, I didn't. I go, well, it comes off like you did. Because you just didn't, I, again, I just caught him doing it. So I, I called him out on it right then and there. And he right away backs down and he says, sorry. I go, it's okay. Just know that I'm not doing anything to try to piss you off. It's moldy food. 
I don't want you to eat it. I want you to eat fresh food. Son of a bitch. And here's how it goes. When you, when you, uh, occasion, this is the, this is the equivalent of like in baseball, when the batter starts to crowd the plate a little bit, the pitcher says, all right, you're in my space here. I got to put, I got to brush you back. He needs that brush back. And, oh, fuck, man. Jesus. Sarah says this is how he expresses himself. Poor Kevy. But that's not appropriate. So we can't have that. And uh, Sarah says no one's ever explained that stuff. Bullshit. I've explained to him before many times the right way to act. And he's getting there. Just every so often, I need to put a uh, a fastball right in his fucking ear. It's like, dude, this is my house. You can live here as long as you want for the rest of your life. I have no problem with anything you do. If there is anything weird, I will suddenly start to, I will, I will go out of my way to express it to you. But for the most part, you have carte blanche. My house is your house. But for the love of God, you will not fucking disrespect me like that the only person who can get away with that has red hair and my wiener goes inside of her that's it she's the queen she can do whatever the fuck she wants you cannot i do not have sex with you so fuck you ladies and gentlemen uh i think it's time that we bring in the host of someone needs to say it for his second appearance on the podcast Ladies and gentlemen, we say hello to Soft Weekly. How you doing, Soft? Good. Good. How are you doing, Eric? Never better. Did you hear all that? Do you ever have to deal with that shit? Uh, yes, I do. Um, we have our two oldest. <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Our two oldest children are nineteen and twenty, and going to be twenty and twenty-one. And you know how kids that age are—they feel like adults, and then you you got to start explaining everything to them again. And it's like, listen, you live here rent-free. as you understand you're a tech, you know this is our- so Absolutely. yes i get it so all right um yeah so you said 19 and 20 is that right yes and they'll be they'll be 20 and 21 this year nice nice good to know okay well i bring you in here soft because i got the <laughs> the audience up to speed and i and i don't know if you saw my text about reaching out to bob about getting him on here did you see that Yes, I did. Um, I talked to him last night, and it looks like he's online right now. I sent him the link, so he may pop okay. in here soon. I thought he All would right. be ready. If he does, no big deal. <laughs> I, I did tell him, though, I did tell him that um, uh, at, that it would be a little bit late, so maybe he's kind of away. So it, if I see him, I'll see him in the waiting room. I'll bring him in here. Uh, Megan, who is uh, in the chat, she says, are we going to talk about vaping? <laughs> <laughs> did you used to smoke cigs yes i did for many 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 years and uh i tried some other things and this has worked the best um you know i wish i could quit this as well but um i think it is somewhat healthier and it doesn't stink up my clothes and the car and everything else as much so <laughs> it, it's a better alternative at least okay okay uh i see aram has the comment this is like a peace summit i think your show uh when you had all of the parties involved in that amazing rage quit on uh on your show that um on on someone needs to say that that was the peace summit actually soft wasn't it 
Um, it started out as it, initially Bob just wanted to come on my show and set the record straight because a lot of the players and people that know the players in that whole rage quit listen to my show. So he thought it would be a good place. And then John popped in and it was going like a peace summit for maybe 20 minutes. And then as you could tell by the clips I sent you, it went downhill quickly. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to play this, play this one right here. You're a oh, little no. piece of shit too. Oh, Cause no. you are just an evil fucking puppeteer over there. Okay. Love me that fucking shit. Like I told you before, do me a favor and walk into fucking traffic. Okay. And you can, <laughs> and, and you can hear that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're that, if you're together that long and now it's you, it's uh, Philly fanatic, which is John. It's uh it's, it's Bob boomer, Bob who's down South. Correct. Yeah, he's in Alabama. And matter of fact, he just sent me a message saying he's getting ready to join. Okay, good. So, uh, well, as he gets ready, we'll kind of set the stage. So, and then Man Brain Dave is in Australia. Yes, correct. Yes. Anybody else that I need to know of in this roster? Um, there's other guys that were Packers, but they're not. Okay, but I could tell you who they were, but it wouldn't make much difference. So it doesn't matter in this summit. That's those are the main players that are involved in this. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. So, all right. As this all unfolds, hi, can you take me through because he was so pissed off, uh, John or Philly fanatic. I frankly, I'm surprised he was willing to do this soft. I am as well. And I'll tell you what happened is I didn't know he was going to be on initially. Dave just sent him a, an invite to it. And surprisingly, he took Dave up on it and joined. I think we were all a bit amazed that he decided to join in. Okay. So it, he joins. You guys are there. You're going to hash this out. Uh, take me through how it started to unfold because you said, like, for the first 20 minutes, it wasn't bad, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I was trying because I wasn't involved in the Rubbernecker show. I just knew all the guys. So. I was trying to get a little bit of everybody's point of view. And, you know, like I, I agreed with John at one point that sometimes Dave is kind of a puppet master. Like if he thinks they, if he's on a show and he doesn't think the show's going the way he would like, he'll do a completely left turn and start to do what he thinks is funny. <laughs> so, so there was some truth to John saying that, you know? Okay. Uh, while we all get set and get settled in here and have soft uh, joining us, uh, we're going to bring in uh, Boomer Bob. Uh, Boomer Bob joins us from Alabama. Hi, Bob. How are you? Hey, nice to meet you, Eric. Uh, love the show, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, we're kind of all uh, making friends and finding our way. So that's uh, that's fantastic. It's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so you were part of this adventure with, uh, when soft decided to get you guys together, were you surprised that John even showed up for this peace summit? Well, I didn't know he was invited. Uh, that was a, I think that was a troll upon me. So uh, another thing, the kind of stuff I was telling you, Dave likes to do at times. Okay, so uh, I'm understanding this. If uh, a, a man brain, uh, Man Brain Dave, is that what I say? Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking troublemaker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
So I'm guessing that when all when when the fight broke out, he was one of the he was the probably like, yes, this is the moment we've waited for. I'm actually happy that this happened. Correct. Go ahead, Bob. Well, I don't think he gets excited about anything anymore. So he does shit like this to keep his blood pumping. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, he's he has a uh, a disability, so he it, which sort of keeps him somewhat bound to his home. So he he just likes to get off on just fucking with people basically well, which is fucking great and i and it's too bad that john doesn't recognize that because i mean basically if this doesn't happen if this incident doesn't happen all of this doesn't happen we're not talking about it we're not playing the clip i mean it's gone all the way around the internet of john losing his mind in the fucking thing and no one would have even known about that prior to this i mean had this had this not happened you know well i've got two drops if it's okay that i uh that I, I dropped them on the show. Um, and they were played in that show, in the first part of the show. One, I do every, I, I got this idea to do kind of a cold open for the show just to explain what it is to be a rubbernecker, which I didn't even know what it meant. But I just thought, I'm going to kind of give it, a, give it a, a definition. And so I would kind of explain just weird things that each guy on the show does kind of a lore about them and say, if you do these things, you might be a rubbernecker. Yep. You know what I mean? So this that's is what this I would is, do every show. And that's like character building. And I, I get that. I, I know exactly right. what you're trying to do there. It just kind of sets the stage for the show. So are you suggesting that John didn't like what you had brought to the table? Well, this particular one, I don't think I don't see what I've I've been busting John's balls for a year and a half now. We've been doing this show called The Bullhorn, which he kicked me off of. And he took a, another guy that was a member of the Rubbernecker show. And now he's doing a different podcast with him. So he replaced me, which is fine. I that's it's not a big deal. OK, do you want to play the clip for us? Is that what you want to yes, do? I have that. And then I also have the prayer that he he mentions in his rage quit. Yeah. He says, oh, we had a prayer, right? Well, I had done this and I, I, I gave it to Dave just to play when there's nothing else going on in the show. Maybe it'll kind of instigate some activity. Okay. And yes, it is somewhat of a throw at John. Now, now we all know Adam Curry is the pod father, the real pod father. Okay. He invented podcasting, the guy from MTV. He does yep. no agenda. Well, we affectionately have been calling John the, the, what, what do you guys call him? The, uh, like a Philly fanatic or something. Yeah. We affectionately call him the pod father just because he makes his living He's, he's retired. He's a retired elevator mechanic and he makes his living editing podcasts. He consults podcasters on what gear to buy when they have technical issues, that kind of stuff. And he's good at it. I'm not going to hate on the man. He is good at what he does. Okay. But he just kind of, he just does it in his, in his home and, uh, likes to hang out there and eat tapioca. So, so 
so we call him the Podfather. So as a joke, I turned that into a kind of a prayer. I I, I was bored basically waiting for everybody to show and, and our, our live stream to begin. So I did this real quick, threw some freaking, uh, you know, reverb on it and said, hey, Dave, play this whenever you want to during the show. Okay, good. All right. Well, this is the cold open drop from that particular episode. Now, let me know if the volumes tell you what I'll give you one to let me know if the volume, okay. this is one, this is one from two episodes prior. If you've ever had a bromance with a person 25 years younger than you so hard that his absence makes your butthole cry. Like a guy who's lost both parents and a kid to a God. He still believes That's in BJ. you, my friends might be a rubbernecker. <laughs> okay. So that, that was two episodes prior. And that was a throw at Dave. Okay. Now, <clears throat> this is the one from that actual episode where John rage quit. If you've ever put the gas nozzle into your car and had sexual thoughts, performed three Tampa turnarounds in the last three days, or just told John Jamingo to go fuck a donut for no reason at all, you, my friends, might be a rubbernecker. Donut. And he... Yeah, and that's not his real name. That is a internet name, so it's okay that I I didn't just dox him. So okay, no, for sure. And and uh, and and you think that that might have gotten the ball rolling because he complained about, oh yeah, I'm bad. Is that I mean, that true? well, he's yeah, he's a big boy. He um he's never never met an ice cream cone and he that he, yeah. that he didn't didn't like. So, I'm thinking that this was just like the culmination. He'd had it with you. He, I mean, this was, maybe you didn't recognize it before, but I don't know. Maybe he let it slide before. Is that the type of thing where, you know, you've made those jokes before and they did go over and he kind of rolled with it and then suddenly turned the, turned it on its ear and freaked out. He and I have had many green room, you know, backstage discussions through voice chat, through text message, whatever. And we had an understanding. I have a speech problem. I stutter. It's not evident right now, but I do. Okay. And I said, if it's funny, for the sake of comedy, make fun of me. You know, just time it right so you don't look like a jerk off. Now, he makes, in, in that show, he would make fun of my stutter, and then he would edit it out and, and post and, and look like a jackass. Like oh. you just edited out all your evidence, so now you look stupid. Okay, so yeah, you're you you have intricate, you have like, a, um, almost like creative differences on the mechanics of how the show works. Like if you're going to do that, you're 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 ruining the joke. Just leave it in there. And since you're you're saying, yeah, go ahead and make fun of me, I can relate exactly to that because when I worked radio, I had that all the time. Uh, I worked with uh, uh, two other guys, actually three other guys, and. Too often they would say, it doesn't seem like you're kidding. It seems like you're actually mad. It's like, no, you asshole. It's all for the show. When the mics are on, nothing is real, you fucking idiot. And no exactly. one and nobody understands that. I I think the trick is finding the right people who know that everything when the mic is on, it better be exaggerated because none of us lead exciting lives, okay? That if you tell them at their face value mean anything at all you've got to you got to you know sell the fucking thing and people don't realize that and then they take what you just did which you're right wrong and then fucking a war starts which 
benefits us, but only for a short while because now this fucking baby's out and, uh, and, and you guys will have to pick up the pieces. And, you know, I also let him know, hey, you know, I'm going to throw fat jokes at you, not, you know, double chin, all that kind of stuff. Just just little donut jokes, that kind of stuff. And I said, if, if I ever take it too far, man, please let me know. I don't want to upset you. Oh, yeah. I've done that, too. I've done that, too. And then what they do is they don't say anything. They would rather sit there and stew on it like a pussy and then get quiet and not say anything. And then it festers and builds. And it's like, you you told them, you got to say something, man. Yeah. Well, you know, this man grew up in, was it Southwest Jersey across, across the uh, river from Philadelphia? And he, he's been there all of his life. He worked in the elevator mechanic trade. So, you know, this guy's gotten his balls busted a, a, at least a couple of times in his life, right? So, I'm sure he's developed some thick skin to go along with that thick belly that he has, you know? And I'm not trying to hate. I'm a, I got a dad bod rocking, too. But, no. but at the it's, same time, you know, it, it's, it's for comedy. It, it makes people laugh. Do you no. think every comedian who's made a, a joke about his wife had to catch shit when he got home that night? Behind oh, every great comic, I yep. jokes, I mean, you know, you know, it's it's a joke. Yep. You know, yep. under get get over it. It wasn't really about you. When it's fun, what's crazy is this guy. He could use this to his advantage, whoever the fuck he is, because I think that's funny. I think that whole routine, if it were, you know, if he were to incorporate it into an act, I think it plays. Yes. However, he's he can't, he can't get out of his own fucking way. His his pride. He's a fucking child. I've seen a million people like this, and they're all the fucking same. They let their ego get in the way of what could be something funny. I think there's talent there for this guy, but he's such a fucking bitch. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, how every single day I look in the chat at all of these assholes, okay, and just beat the shit out of me every fucking day. And you know what I do? I beat them right back. And they, so it's, it's give and take. And so I've, I've whittled them away to a certain number of people who every single day we have this war and it's great. So you gotta, I mean, the, 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 it, this, this was bound to happen. He's just a pussy, this guy. Well, John, sorry, John, John requires, I think like me, he does better when things are more structured on a show and, and we kind of know what's coming up next. And Dave doesn't like that. So what Dave would do is not that it was Dave's show, but he would just kind of take control and he would hand off controls to like our streaming service or whatever, or our, our board of topics to another guy on the show, one that we, he knew wouldn't be able to do it. Good. He would like that particular episode, the, the, you know, younger guy, Colin was actually running the board and running everything. And that guy, he's just kind of deadpan. He doesn't do anything. He just hangs out and kind of just grins every now and then. So he's very, very boring and doesn't nice kid, nice kid, but I'm not going to hate on the guy, but He's not entertaining at, at all. He has no business producing, running anything that has to do with entertainment. Now, if I needed him to turn on a light for me when I came into a room, I, I'm sure he could take care of that. No problem. But that's about as much control as I would give yeah. that guy. 
You know, sometimes the truth hurts in doing this. To, and this line of work, this is not for the faint of heart. And, and more people, if you're going to have a show and you have two alphas, that's a problem. You got to have one big swinging dick. Okay. You can't have two. And, and the, it's like prison. You go find the biggest fucking idiot and you, you punch him in the face and then you try to establish that. That's the only way it's going to work. If you have two people that are, are trying to do, who, uh, position themselves as the boss, it's just not going to work. You got to have the right formula. This is not easy. When you start to get, that's why I'm happy with one person because the second you bring somebody else in, if you're not careful, it gets fucked up. It really does. And this is what happened. Yeah. And Bob and I understand what Dave is going to do so we can roll with it some, even if you're I kind of done that. We know that shit so we can roll with it. It's just unacceptable to John. And, and hand, handing their, their board over to Colin to run was a big troll because, like Bob said, Colin is not the guy to produce anything. No, I mean, he did just produce a kid. But other than that, I mean, anybody can do that. You've seen monkeys do it. So, Okay, so who is the unofficial leader of the then known as the Rubbernecker Show? Who was the unofficial leader? Apparently, John was, because when he left, it just took a giant shit. John John was the the source of entertainment because he kind of was amused for everybody else for what came out of their mouth. And so, he, wait, so, so wait a minute, he's the leader, but he gets beat up, right? Well, he, he was the lol cow on the show. Okay, that's okay, but... If you are in that role, you cannot bitch out. Well, I don't think he knew that he was in that role. You know, this show began with just an, just a, like all shows do. We were just hanging out in Discord, in VC, you know, just talking shit, talking about topics. And boom, next thing you know, we have a podcast, right? Okay. And I come up with some ideas for the show that most of your viewers probably would uh, change their their opinions of me, I don't know, Soft can probably back that up. A couple of the things that I came up with that we did on the show that most people might see as cringe or Jesus Christ, really? You're going to do that? So, um, and and it, it's it's all done in comedy to like, you know, thumb your nose at them. But the, uh, the actual show didn't have any real direction. We didn't know what it was going to be. Uh, it maybe we're going to be the male version of the view, you know, that kind of thing. Well, it turned out from what I could guess after four or five episodes in, I guessed that we were just more of like a, like an off brand whack pack where you just, you just get on there and just kind of bust each other's balls and all of the lore, you know, usually that only works about 100 episodes in after you have a big audience and everybody kind of knows you knows who you are, that kind of stuff. But we were trying it right off the, right off the bat, I guess. And, well, um, yeah, that's what? the thing. A lot of these shows tend to find their way and figure out what works and then just kind of experiment. And that's okay. It's, that's totally fine to do. And then the audience, if they like you enough, they'll, They'll be along for the ride and see you evolve. You might only have one trick to start, but you're going to get more chops, more legs over time. You just got to relax, I guess, is the way I would, I would, uh, I would describe that. 
So I see, I know exactly what you're talking about. And when you're talking about your, uh, the things that you would bring to the table, I don't know, whatever it is, it could be about the, the uh, pros and cons of sleeping with kids. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the topic is because it's going to result in some type of discussion, conflict, whatever it may well, this, be. This was more of a, a running bit where we could mute each other. We could turn soft. You know what I'm talking about. Is it yes. safe to discuss on this particular show? Um, I think I think uh, some of his fans might be offended by the term, but if they take it in the spirit that it was meant, they might enjoy it. Oh, say it. What is it? We, I, as a joke, I came up with a way to mute somebody in the show for eight minutes and forty six seconds. What? Why? Why that? What? What's so bad about that? We called it the knee of Derek. As in okay. Officer Derek Chauvin. Oh, no. <laughs> you give them the knee of the Derek, they're not allowed to talk for eight minutes and 46, period. I know that's tacky. I know okay. it's terrible uh, to some people, but. Don't worry about it. Um, I wouldn't, you know, that there, there, there should never be a place in the world where people go, oh, my God, you have crossed the line. I think it's, I think it's uh, obscenely clever is what I think that that is the knee of Derek. <laughs> I, I didn't know what the fuck you're talking about. Holy shit. Yeah. My God, you well, assholes. That's why you I kind of presented it backwards. Oh, <laughs> so God. What a... Offend I, I love how you were dancing around it. You were so afraid. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know your audience, and I don't want to like upset don't anybody. About, and I don't, dude, also don't want to be any hate mail since I dropped my email dude, in the chat earlier. <laughs> dude, it's fucking podcasting you're supposed to piss people off otherwise if you were worried about pissing people off you'd be on the radio so don't just do it right <laughs> so i've got the prayer that john brings up during the rain he goes well wait we had a prayer right well okay. this is the prayer and this was a and, and this was played because it was a dead spot in the show and we needed something and it, i think this is what kind of threw john over the edge okay do it pod father who art in Jersey? Jamingo be his name. His delivery comes. It is soon gone and sent to Donut Heaven. Give us this day our weekly show and subscribeth to our Patreon as we protect those who pass fake 20s and deliver the knee of Derek. Oh. Amen. Oh, so that's why I had to kind of preface what I meant by the knee of Derek. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you did. Um, it, it's still funny in my opinion. Um, but you know, so I listened to soft show or the, those moments, those clips when he, I mean, it started out okay for 20 minutes. I guess you guys were, were you, were you laughing together when you're trying to fix this? Oh, well, I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know John was coming on and I thought soft was kind of doing a show just to kind of gather the background of why and how that happened and all that, because all that anybody's heard to this point has been John's angle, which is right. basically Bob's piece of shit. Bob sucks. Bob, this, Bob, that, blah, 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 blah. He maybe Okay. Yeah. And Dave sucks too, but mainly Bob sucks, which I don't care. I, I, that's not, I'm not going around to do a tour to clean up what, you know, the mess that John made about my name. I don't give a shit. It's more of a case of, He's gotten to talk about it, so people want to know my side of it. Okay. You know, and my side is is that uh, about five minutes, ten minutes prior to us going live, my wife had come in and jumped my shit for some things I didn't do. 
So that particular episode, uh, for at least the first 10 minutes, which was all we got before John went off on his rant, I wasn't very vocal about much. I was just kind of just hanging out. I can't hear soft at all. Yeah, soft, soft. Hold on a second. For, for some reason, I think I had a little bit of uh, sketchiness on the feed. So go ahead and try that again, please. Go on for a minute. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. On, on my show, it was just Dave and Bob and I started, and there was maybe 10, 12 minutes of that. And then John came in, and it was congenial for another 10, 12 minutes. Neither Bob or I knew John was coming. We weren't laughing and stuff, but we, we were talking civilly, and, you know, it was going okay. We were discussing it. It hadn't devolved yet. No. Um, Dave brought John in before you know, I got to get my nut off, basically. Okay. Pardon, pardon that term. That's all I could. No, about. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I like how I like how you're always worried about offending people. Oh my god! <laughs> like I said, I, I don't know your audience very well. So. Uh, trust me, you're good. Um, okay, guys. Um, so it it then completely devolves again. Uh, swearing, screaming, yelling. Uh, there's there's no hope going forward. Is that what I'm to understand? For that show, no. I I have presented Dave with the idea of us, of of he he's really good at obviously wrangling John back in because he wrangled him back in for the episode with Soft. I came up with the idea after that. I I wish I'd have came up with it during, um, to redo episode seven where John rage quit and see if John can make it all the way through it. I don't think that's going to happen. No. For a little redemption. <laughs> I, just, I, uh, I, I wish I could get a minute with that guy to tell him to shut the fuck up and utilize his skills. Because I think he has skills. I think he's funny. I think he has plenty of upside. But what a fucking little bitch. Oh, my well, God. You know, he said he's, he's reached a point in his life where he doesn't want to do that anymore. And I'm like, what? Have fun. No, I don't want to be the butt of anybody's jokes. Oh, he's sensitive. He's sensitive. That's the thing, oh. you know. And, and and that's the problem. It's a bait and switch. There's nothing. There's nothing worse than someone who seems to be a great ball breaker, but the second he gets it, ooh, ooh I, I used to work with a guy who used to do that every single day. You could not make fun of him. And uh, I'll just say it. It was free beer. Uh, you, if you, holy shit. <laughs> This guy used to beat the shit out of everybody. We we actually refer to him as the Burn King. But if you did, stepped one fucking toe out of line, oh my god, what a crybaby! And it's the worst. It's the absolute worst because it makes you get launched into a sense of complacency that you're dealing with somebody who can handle it, and then they can't. Ugh, horrible. All right. Well, I tell you what, guys. Uh, you guys are awesome. I appreciate the time for you breaking it down. I'm so glad that you we've kind of like established this rapport. And and uh, Boomer Bob, let me. I mean, I've talked to Soft before. I know his story. Hell, he's not far from where I am. But you're in Alabama. What part of Alabama are you in, Bob? I'm in Huntsville, which is in the north part, kind of near the Tennessee line. So okay, we build yeah. all the rockets here that that go up in Cape Canaveral and everywhere else. So no kidding. Um, and I, yeah. in fact. I, I used to be on in radio in Birmingham uh, back okay. in the day, but uh, yeah. yeah. And I, it looks like you're a musician uh, if I'm understanding correctly by uh, what I see. 
Yeah, I won't let it go. You know, I got the minivan and we're getting the band back together. So nice, nice. <laughs> uh, you've gotten some compliments, Bob, on the dime bag sign. That's good. And your voice, you got an excellent voice. You have you do you like do any voice work? I would assume you have some uh, other chops. than my own show. Other than my my own show, which is just I do it when I get bored. So you could actually make money in this. I promise you. Uh, I, 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 I sorry, I'm sorry, soft. Oh, go I ahead. Was, I was just gonna say. funny thing about that when i was on the show last time bob was in the chat and i described him as the guy with the southern voice and he typed in real quick you mean the radio voice yeah last time we, <laughs> yeah he was on here yeah uh, bob oh, and, I, don't, and, I don't sound like i'm from alabama do i no you don't know you know what you sound like you've got a voice to sell trucks uh barbecue uh, yeah, things like that. You have a, a, a warm resonance. And if you ever needed to, some guidance as to how to get involved in the game, you're the type of voice I'm telling you. When people who do product things, you would go to this top of the list. Like there's thousands of people that are sending shit in. You've got a distinct thing that can elevate your game. And you could, I, I promise you, you could make money doing this. Maybe I could sell the new hyundai truck that they're coming out with oh, i'm telling you you dude you're you're missing <laughs> hyundai, you're leaving. hyundai's coming out with a truck that's ridiculous sorry you're you're <laughs> fucking leaving money on the table bob you you gotta you gotta give it you need a confidence boost i can tell you're also you also struggle with confidence but i'm telling you right now i'm pumping wind in your sales you've got some fucking skills there i'm telling you i uh, just want to say um, he yeah he's solo <laughs> His solo show, the Boomer Bob show, he does one like a like hour long show like you, Eric, all by himself, and it's very entertaining. I think your your audience would really enjoy the Boomer Bob show. Nice. Well, my last episode was only tw twenty minutes, but yeah, I I try to de deconstruct the media, and I'm tired of doing it. I just I want to get away from that. I'm so sick of politics and every all this cancel culture bullshit. I want to be done with that, but I don't like sports, so I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk about your family. I don't like them either. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Holy shit. Oh, that's great. All right. Uh, Bob, how do I, uh, if I wanted to listen to the Boomer Bob show, where would I go? What would I do? Same thing you do to listen to everything else. Just, Just internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's Search everywhere. There's it, a podcast. It's on. Uh, it's on. Yeah. I mean, uh, pod.link forward slash Boomer Bob. That's the easiest way to find it on your particular podcatcher. Love it. And uh, soft, of course, someone needs to say it is the name of the show. So search those two. If you're new, hey, a lot of the folks who listen, they like drive around like, oh, God, I don't know what to listen to. Check out these guys. They have a lot of fun. And uh, absolutely. I uh, can't wait to get you guys back on here. All right. Thanks good a lot time. for having me, Eric. All right, good boys. Time. Have a good thanks, one. Bud. There you go. Uh, soft weekly and boomer Bob. Um, all right. Excellent. I just cannot believe that dude, uh, John Philly fanatic is such a bitch. It drives me crazy when people do that, get so worked up and they, they, they lose sight of what is actually fun. And is like, Eric's like, buy the, and writes, buy the Eric Zane skill set, three easy payments of 99 99. 
Melissa says Boomer Bob is similar to Sam Elliott, but will never be Sam Elliott. He's a legend. I'm telling you, Boomer Bob has some fucking uh, pipes. I would love to have that low end. You, it, it, It's something that uh, you have to almost try to do. But he's just this natural voice is right down in the mud, but it's not like stuck in the mud. It's slowly grinding its way through. Holy shit. Oh, man. Uh, Joey Williamson is in the house. He's super late to the show. Good morning to everybody. Uh, Rob says Sam Elliott is jealous of that voice. Rob says better than Mike or uh, yeah. Rob even says he adds to that uh, better than Mike Rowe. Make him say they're great, says Dean. God, is that awesome? Very cool. All right. A little bit different. Change things up. Just wanted to uh, talk to the boys there. We have that flexibility to do that here in the show. Uh, So that is like the longest we've ever gone on an open on this podcast without, you know, doing anything else. So thank you so much. Uh, for being part of this show and uh, the live stream and open of this show. Uh, brought to you this time around by Back Alley Comedy Club. All right, Back Alley Comedy Club. And uh, I, I provide the link every single day in the show notes about the upcoming shows at Back Alley Comedy Club. Now, because all you dicks uh, don't want to get vaccinated, uh, I can only hope that we'll be able to keep going to comedy, but that seems to be discussed uh, more and more about how eventually we might get back to a not so good spot. And then people, <coughs> excuse me, who work very hard to try to uh, be able to make a living. will have to change things because of you idiots. But until then you can see comedy coming up uh, next week, I believe. No, I'm sorry. Coming up uh, Thursday, August 5th. So in two weeks, Thursday, August 5th, Gary Owen is going to be appearing uh, for shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Back Alley Comedy Club, Sherman Bowling Center, Muskegon Park Theater in Holland, Spectrum Lanes in Wyoming, Michigan, and then Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids on Sunday. All of these shows you can find. Uh, at uh, Back Alley Comedy Club. You can search that out on Facebook, Back Alley Comedy Club, or just click on the link in the show notes, uh, and you will be able to check those shows out. John Heffron and John Reap happening near the end of August for shows Tuesday through Saturday. My God. Hats off to Big Dick Donnie for uh, making those shows happen. Thank you, Back Alley Comedy Club, the premier comedy venue all throughout West Michigan. Dr. Grins is not even open right now. Okay? So, there you go. I'm getting a lot of butthurt people say, what are you doing blaming it on us? It's not our fault that the, that the pandemic... No, it is. It's absolutely your fault. You are the problem. It is all your fault that we will be wearing masks. Thank you, Dean, you asshole. It is all your fault. Because of you, everybody's going to see this big black guy on my face. Thanks, Dean. All right. 
while I'm at it, you need to know that uh, I picked up Madison's car from Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid yesterday. The last time I had a, a significant issue there was with my daughter Jacqueline's car that we ended up getting rid of. Uh, Irvine's called us up during that moment and said, um, yeah, there's no oil in Jackie's car. It holds like five quarts. There's like two and a half. I took the car, Madison's car, to Irvine's. It was making a funny noise, she said. So I take it to Irvine's. And uh, I, uh, yesterday during the show, I get a heads up from them. They said, yeah, we found out what the problem is. You know where this is going, don't you? There's no oil in the car. Again! They go, yeah, they, they, the, the noise is because there's no oil. There, there's a... We pulled the dipstick out, and the, the dipstick is dry. There's so little oil, it isn't even, none, not even a little bit on the tip. Nothing. They go, um, we're going to ch- remove the rest of the oil and put new oil in, and then we'll assess if there's damage to your motor. They called up, and they said, well, you know, it's tough to tell. It's not making the noise anymore. You may have taken some years off of the car. It's already got like more than 200,000. They go, yeah, Zane, you got you to gotta have an intervention here. You, I mean, if you're not going to teach them explicitly how to take care of the car, you're going to have to do it. It pays to have Irvine's by your side. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600 or irvines.com if you are in or around West Michigan. E-R-V-I-N-E-S dot com. I need to go potty. So we're going to take a quick break. I'll edit this out of the audio podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Fuss is in here. What is up, Frank? We'll talk more about Frank in a second. I just spent time talking to Frank's son, Andrew, yesterday. And boy, that was awesome. Man, whenever you think that uh, the world is screwed up because young people are stupid, you meet somebody like Frank's son. And I'm like, man, this kid. Okay, he wants to talk about podcasting. So, he, you know, he comes to me because I'm like, yeah, I can, I can help you navigate this. I know everything there is to know about podcasting. So he tells me what he wants to do for his show, and I'm going to save that. But he tells me what he's thinking about, and I go, okay, all right, this is great. And uh, it was the hardest thing to nail this 19-year-old down because he's got so much going on. I'm like, if it's an adult, like, yeah, all right, yeah, sure, I'll just join you. He's like, well, I've got to work, and I can't do it because I'm. Uh, this is the time I'm working, and this is what I'm driving to working. And then you know what he says? I go, okay, how about this time? He goes, no, no, I can't. And I'm like, why? He goes, it's Bible study time. I'm like, what? He's got Bible study. I'm like, Jesus, you are so much better than, well, all of these losers that are sitting here watching this show. Yeah, I can't do it, Mr. Eric. I've got Bible study. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's a dreamboat. Oh, some lady is going to fall in love with your son, Frank, and it's just going to be awesome. This kid's great. 
All right. I'll leave that right there. Uh, but I got a tinkle. Back in a minute. Got to pee. I think uh, I think Soft Weekly needs like a uh, some type of upgrade so that he isn't uh, his, his thing goes all wonky and then he freezes. Thanks, Dean, for not getting vaccinated. It's all your fault. Sarah says you can get the oil from Jason Mays. Well, you see, the thing is, she uh, uh, basically. It hadn't gotten changed, the oil. So it's kind of my fault. Okay. This was sent to me by Joey Williamson, in addition to sending me various things that uh, insult me about my intelligence and say rude, awful shit like he does. Uh, He did manage to send something that was spectacular. And I'm bummed because there was video for this. And now there's no longer video for this. And my God, shit, I wish there was. And it has kind of like a local feel to it as to where I am, because not far from where I live is a community of Grand Haven. And there's this uh, kid who I think he's going into 10th grade. He's probably like 16 years old, really good at basketball. His name is Harrison Sorrell or Sorrell. Okay, and he plays for one uh, like a a summer league basketball team. 
and the kid kicks all manner of ass. And he was at a basketball tournament. Hang on. Excuse me. A basketball tournament in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, so it's uh, it's called the Brawl from the Ball, which is perfect. The perfect name for it after what happened. And damn it, I'm just so pissed that the video is not here. It, it's, it's actually hard to watch. And the kid is okay. But for a period of time, he was not. And what you have here, if you can just picture this in your mind's eye, that this kid was lighting him up. This uh, uh, Harrison Sorrell, he's having a hell of a game. He's just, oh, just, and I, and in the play that I saw, he kind of like has a nice move and he takes the ball to the hole and boom, another bucket. He's got 20 some points. And then I guess, according to what I was reading, uh, the, the other teammates or somebody was saying, man, he's eating you up or something like that. You know, talking a little shit, a little chirping going on. No big deal. It's part of the game. It's gamesmanship right there. You better chirp, especially if you're kicking ass. So then he's running up the court and a dude on the other team, there's an, there's a, uh, there's contact. They kind of run into each other. Nothing big at all. And the kid for the other team after the contact, turns around and is now running next to the kid, Harrison Sorrell, and he throws a crazy punch, and it connects right in this kid's kisser. I mean, hard. It was, like I said, tough to watch. And the, uh, Harrison Sorrell, he goes down, his head smashes against the concrete. He's out. They said he was unconscious before his head hit the uh, hit the court. Ooh, bad, ugly, holy shit! Bench is clear. No other punches are thrown. You hear moms going, "What? I, I, you've got to be kidding me!" It's incredible. It was ugly. This piece of shit kid who threw the punch, he gets the hell out of there, and right away the cops are looking for him. And they, uh, the, the police said, we're trying to track him down. We're going to arrest him for assault. I'm like, you damn well should. It's, there's no place anywhere for this. Now, I, I've, I've looked for this. I haven't been able to find it. I didn't exactly look this morning, but I looked last night trying to find out if they arrested this fuck. But I don't think that they have. Sorrell suffered a severe concussion, was sedated at a hospital, and uh, yesterday, the kid made a, uh, he actually said, I feel much better. He did come out of it. But my God, this could have been he is so much worse. I mean, think about it. No traumatic brain injury, only a severe concussion. I would argue that that is a traumatic brain injury. I mean, how often is it that something terrible happens to a person? And then 25 years later, they've, they've uh, got unbelievable uh, impairment because of something that happened that long ago. Jesus. Um, Dad said that Harrison is awake now, still groggy, but totally aware of what's going on. Very responsive. Jesus. Uh, Drew Zydema, one of the game's officials who witnessed the incident, said this. He was the trail official and that Sorrell was having a big game. He full-on launched at him, clocked him across the face. Harrison was knocked out as he was standing up. He fell straight back on his head. I saw it right in front of my own eyes. 
Um, Sorrell scored a basket, bumped into the other player, turned to run back down the court. After Sorrell crossed the half-court line, the opposing player ran after him, and from behind, it was a horrible sucker punch. Hmm, man. Awful. So um, Sorrell is is a six foot five guard starter for Grand Haven's varsity basketball team as a sophomore and a freshman. So I guess he's gonna be a junior now. Man, Jesus! It was originally reported as AAU basketball. It wasn't so. You know, it's just a summer league bat. Hang on, I need a drink. I'm dying. Just despicable action at the brawl for the ball. And it absolutely was. So, uh, I mean, I haven't heard if this kid got arrested. He absolutely should be. And after he, uh, when I watch it, after he threw the punch, the ref immediately blew it, blew the whistle. And the kid who threw the punch is like pleading his case. Like, yeah, he, uh, he bumped into me. Ugh. Tyler says, 25 years from now, that kid will lose his filter and start yelling obscenities while flapping his arms. Yeah, tell me about it. Which reminds me, I've got more to discuss with you about the NFK. I cannot get rid of this dry mouth. Excuse me. I apologize. Hang on. It happens to me from time to time. Get this ultra dry mouth. About the kid with the basketball, but can he make it rain threes like the kid with autism? No. <laughs> Maybe now. Make that kid who threw the punch play prison ball with inmates. Kid will get clothesline going for a layup. And says the Tyler... Excuse me. The Tyler joke would lead to a Kevin segue. After the bread incident, which finally settled down and he apologized again, I said, I said, I said to him, this is like hours later. I go, because I was pissed. I was like, you know, seriously, when these dust ups happen, it's getting tougher and tougher to move past them. Nate said his son was playing in that game. Oh my God. I am so sorry. That your son had to be witness at him. I'm, I'm just glad the kid's okay. I hope the other kid gets arrested and locked away for a long time for that assault. I said to the NFK, I go, look, dude, when he apologized, and I go, I, I'm on your side. I would never, ever dream of anything to try to, um, you know, I don't have any axe to grind with you. Okay, I, 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 I help take care of you. So you got to understand when I'm throwing away moldy bread, I'm not doing it because I want to piss you off. I'm doing it because I'm trying so that you don't eat moldy bread. My God. Um, so the thought, the idea was floated that when Diana and I go on our trip where we'll have to wear masks because of Dean, um, that the NFK would go and stay with my cousin or Diana's cousin Mimi or, uh, or another family member. 
and the thought process is, you know, if something bad happens to him here, um, I mean, we're just worried about him. So I guess the idea was floated and it was not met with anything very positive that the NFK was like, ah, hell no, fuck shit. What am I? Uh, uh, our word starts, uh, sounds like me, Mard. No. And, uh, well, you know, this is a guy, he's a creature of habit. He has a routine and you, if you don't have to, you don't fuck with the routine. So he comes up to me this morning. He's like, Hey man, shit. Hey, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin. And he, uh, he broaches the topic. He goes, when you're gone, I don't want to do his voice. He goes, when you're gone, um, ready. That's what he calls Diana. Ready's saying, uh, they, you know, he basically told me what I just told you. And he goes, I don't want to do that. And he states his case. He goes, when you were gone in Los Angeles to get your kidney, uh, for the kidney thing, he goes, I stayed here for that. What's, what's the difference? And I, I thought about it and I was like, well, he has a point. That is absolutely a point that is, uh, I mean, it's, it's consistent. He did stay here. The same. The only difference is we're just going to a different place. Nothing else has changed. You know, he goes, and he's kind of cute. He goes, I like it here. I like it. Cause again, this is all about routine. I got my breakfast. He goes, I got my breakfast sandwiches. I just said, I wasn't going to do his voice. I got my fucking breakfast sandwiches. I got my TV. I got my chair. I got my, I got my grizzly long cut wintergreen. I got my bush and I got my hams. Cause he's got six cases of beer from you fuckers. I got all that shit fucked. I mean, what more? Why would I have to go anywhere? And I go, and I look at him. I go, "Yeah, I see your point." He goes, "Well, Reddy's all up in my shit, man. She's busting my balls about this." And uh, I go, "Yeah, I get it. I, I, uh, I think you're onto something there." And he goes, "Well, can you can you call off the dogs for me? Can you make it so that she gets off? She goes, she's all up in my ass." And I go, "Uh, yes, I will handle it. How does that sound?" And he was overjoyed. So uh, just one more thing to make him think that I'm on his side, which is all we're looking to do here. I just, you know. Hey. Hi, honey. How are you? Good. How are you? Did you happen to accidentally fall back into bed? I did. I went to go make the bed and I tripped and fell back in it. So I just stayed there. Aha, you're kind of, uh, I mean, you don't want to push yourself. No, no. We so, didn't sleep good last night. Really? How come? I don't know. You said, some, you said something this morning. Oh, yeah. Do you remember what you said? Uh-huh. I'm not going to repeat it. Why not? I don't want to. You said you needed something. Yeah, that's the end of it. So nothing more needs to be said. Look, uh, all right. Now, yesterday, I well, first of all, I got the audience up to speed on the bread incident. Okay, that's good. And I was just telling them now about your brother, you and him not seeing eye to eye about what to do with him when we're on our trip. Yeah. 
what 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 is your concern? Um, well, I guess nothing really. I mean, we just need to get him a phone. We have a phone. We no, have, he needs his. We have own a cell phone with. We have a landline. No, no, he needs his own. So he wants a cell phone with big phone, big numbers, so he can push the buttons. Look on the landline. You just there's a redial. There's a there's a speed dial function. You mean to tell me he can't press one button and then another? I don't know, honey. I'm not gonna argue with him. Okay. How you about how this? he is? How about this? I hook up the landline and we do like a test run to see if we can. If and we we uh okay. Let's just say hypothetically. He can pick up the phone, press one button, and our phone will ring. Would that be, and it worked. Like, we actually did a test run where I'm standing there holding my phone, and he goes, oh, shit, fuck, and he presses it, and then it works. Is that no. acceptable? He, he wants to be able to text. Uh, okay. Uh, how, if, okay, now I'm confused, because if... I don't know if his hands have that ability. That's why we're getting one with big numbers. There's some out there for senior citizens that have big numbers. We've looked into it. You have? Yeah. So why don't you get him like a, uh, a, a an iPad? A who? And, uh, it's called an iPad. Apple makes it. Everyone in America has one. Oh, yeah. Why don't Those you- don't have big numbers on it, though big things in it. Just leave us alone. We know what we're doing. I think. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you suggesting that uh, an iPad three or four times the size of an iPhone does not have big numbers on it? Eric, listen to me. It's a flat screen. He needs action. Just, I'm not going to, I'm not, yeah. That's what I'm suggesting. That's not going to work. What? Okay, I'm just I'm I'm actually taking a look at an iPad right now. So it needs to have like depressing, you know, like. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, why didn't you just say that? Well, I I thought it was a given. You know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, getting back to what I was calling about. Yeah. You want you wanted him to go over to Mimi's or John's. Yeah. And he said, I don't want to do that. Right. You, well, now, I don't know. Now, I didn't know that you were having heavy discussions about this. Well, I didn't either. I, we really weren't. I just said, you're going. He said, okay. Because I said, you'll have company and you need to go to the store or whatever. Well, I think he thought about that, and now he's describing you as, quote, up in his ass. That's what he said? Yes. Hmm. Well. <laughs> Apparently, that's a bad place to be, by the way. You are uh, you are up in his ass. I think what he's doing is he's, uh, I think he's taking uh, that and also the business about you making him take showers and he, you, you've become like the ball breaker. You're like nurse Cratchit or whatever. 
So he he approached me and he's like, hey, uh, because he made the point. He goes, what's the difference between now when you go to Tennessee and when you went to Los Angeles for the kidney donation? And I said, well, I, I, well, and, and I do, I see his point. I go, well, there is no difference. I mean, if there was we were- a little bit of a difference because in, then we were in the middle of a pandemic and Maddie wasn't working. So she was home more. And oh. Jackie was around more. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, Jackie and Justin are going to be here, uh, staying here while we're away. And well, Jan- that might change. Cause I don't think she's going to want to, if he's here. Because there's no place for them to watch TV. There's, they're not going to feel comfortable. That's not true at all. There's plenty of places uh-huh. to watch TV. They can watch TV in our room, one. Two, if they really want to do, they could go downstairs. It all works. There's just no chairs down there. They can put, hell, there's a million and one. Everybody seems to be, no one really wants to actually work with me here. Everybody's kind of being an asshole about this. No one's being an asshole about it. Well, you are. Now I'm not being an asshole. I'm trying to work. I'm trying <laughs> to figure this out, and you're cock blocking me about everything. You're, you're, you're. I'm just telling you that. It, it, I'm just telling you. If you tell Jackie that Uncle Kevin is not going to go to Aunt Mimi's and he's staying here, she's going to say, "I don't want to stay there." Then I promise you, because that's Jackie. Well, too fucking bad. I need an assist. You know how much I do for people. We do shit for everybody. We need an assist. We need so no bullshit. I'm putting my foot down. She has to be here. It's very, very important that we have that this fam that the family is together. And I mean, besides, Kevin needs uh, people around him as much as possible. And you gotta, you gotta under, you gotta take into account his needs to some degree. You know, he may be living with us, but we still can't fucking uh, 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 rule over him like that. I mean, he needs a little bit of space. It's already we're already in that weirdo spot. I know it sounds insane, but the fact that we have to. Uh, convince him to take a shower. We still have to do that. And okay. as much as you and I want to say, well, he should just know there's, there's give and take in this. We got to, it's, there's some finesse. I think that we have to pick our battles and the big battle was getting him to wash his asshole. And we've done that, <laughs> which by the way, these in, in this last week, he's taken two showers. Now that's the fourth, the third and fourth shower since July 30, 2020. Okay. Yeah. And that I did yesterday. The average was one shower every, every 118 days with yesterday's shower that has changed it. So now he has one shower for every 86 days. So he's getting there. Yeah. The average is going down. That's a big, that's a big improvement in my, in my opinion. That's a great thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let okay. me let me tell you this. So in the, let me let me back up. Uh, why the need to text? I mean, because at, at the end of the day, all you're going to do is your phone's going to light okay. up. It's going to say "shit, fuck, motherfucker." Okay. Uh, this is one of those picture battle things. I'm not going to argue with him about what kind of phone he wants to buy. It's his money. If he wants to buy a, a, a phone so I that he that. feels important, then I, that's what he's going to do. Okay. Good. I agree with you. However, is it to just be able to communicate with us? Or maybe Mimi, or maybe be able to have us send him pictures. I don't know. I'm not going to. Do you think I there's am... a chance he might be using it for pud pounding? No. Goodbye. Are you done? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to gather more information. All right. Well, I'll let you guys handle that. I don't want anything to do with that shit. You guys take care of it. It's your that's your baby. Okay, sounds good. But in the meantime, I think we should have a landline here because in case he, I mean, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up. One of those things, mm-hmm. or maybe like a medic alert. Can you have like a, you know, like you push the button and then all of a sudden the. Uh, oh yeah. I think that's a good I'll, idea. I look into that. Okay, look into it right now. Okay, med alert. Medic alert, yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks. Good to see you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Love you too, bye. The dramatics. This is uh, This is the dynamic of the household. I didn't. What? Wait, what did you just say? You FaceTimed me. I didn't mean to. Say hi to everybody. Hello. Okay, goodbye. You're still in bed. Hey, gotta go now. Okay, bye. Hang on. Cotton mouth. Ah, uh, the NFK. We have uh, we have grown so much. Okay, I would love to help your business. I just heard um, yesterday from someone a blast from the past, back in the day when I was on WBBL. There was a young man by the name of Sam. Sam has lived in West Michigan almost all of his life. And he was adopted. He's from South Korea. And he reaches out to me. I haven't talked to Sam in forever. Sam, fun fact, uh, was my waiter at Olive Garden. I think it was Olive Garden. The day before the uh, world-famous shot clock incident at the Deltaplex. I was at the Olive Garden on the east side of Grand Rapids by 28th Street with my brother, Norm. He was visiting. We sit down. Sam's the freaking waiter. I go, hey, what's up, buddy? Long time no see. He goes, oh, yeah, good to see you. And then I think it was him, wasn't it? Shit, maybe it was another Asian dude. I think it was another Asian dude. No, it was Sam. Hang on a second here. This is going to be awkward as hell. Because if it's not him... Then that I'm gonna have to say, yeah, I, I thought it was another Asian dude. He saved in my phone as Sam Wang. And there's a reason for that. I don't know why I always feel the need to run out these ground balls. Hi. 
Do you believe Sam Borman? I can't get to the fuck. South Korean dude. Last name of Borman. <laughs> he was adopted. So anyway, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Wang. Uh, I see Sam and uh, have dinner, go to the basketball game. Shot clock incident goes down. Next day, my last day on the air in GRD. Reason why I bring this up is because uh, if you have a business, I want you to just reach out to me. This It doesn't cost you anything. doesn't take you any time. I do all the work, and I basically tell you about the unbelievable reach of this podcast and how ridiculously effective marketing on this podcasting is. It's stupid. Who knew that I could just sit here in a room above my garage and talk about the about whatever and, and throw in some uh, businesses and everybody would be happy? Send me an email, eric at ericsangio.com, and I will tell you all about it. So the reason why Sam's name comes up, Hey, boss, been a while. I was wondering how much it is to get a recurring ad on the podcast. And I said, hello, Sam, what are you looking to market? He says, I work for a, uh, it's a sushi restaurant. I think it's called Anu, A-N-U, Anu Sushi. It's a startup based here in Grand Rapids. It was uh, founded by a Myanmar refugee, Fresh Sushi Daily. And for every roll we sell, we donate a meal to different orphanages in Myanmar, formerly Burma. Uh, just looking for some name recognition. And I know you have a pretty loyal following. I'm like, holy shit. As soon as I heard he works us getting a sushi place on the air. Oh my God. Because that is like my favorite thing on the planet to eat. And I'm like, holy wow. I go, dude, that would be massive. Uh, I could uh, host sushi parties. I, and my show is extremely affordable. A lot of my businesses are moms and pops and startups. So it's perfect. Let me send you an email with more about my reach and how it works. And I do not want to be presumptive, but can I send pricing with that email as well to save a step? Sometimes I'll do that if somebody comes to me. He says, yes, it sounds wonderful. Love to hear the enthusiasm. Send me over whatever you'd like. So, dude, can you imagine? Some of you don't like sushi. I mean, I, you know, but uh, the ones that do, I mean, my God, getting together once a month and having a sushi blowout where we just pig out. Oh my God. Nothing better to me. I, and that would be awesome to have uh, an official show sushi establishment because I go to another joint right now. And I, I mean, I spent a lot of money at the sushi place. I always gorge myself. I, I buy way more than I need. So, uh, I like the fact also that there's a charity angle too. So uh, keep your fingers crossed so we can get this business on the podcast. That would be sweet. And then the whole thing about we donate a meal to different or <clears throat> orphanages in Myanmar, uh, all because you buy sushi. That's awesome. Hang on. All right. So send me an email, Eric at ericsaintshow.com on the shoreline or striping inbox. And I will take care of the rest. Hey, Daisy, knock it off. I don't want to hear you licking your paws. She just growled at me. Okay. Sarah Honda Granville. That's S-E-R-R-A. Sarah Honda Granville.com. If you're looking for a... Hang on a second here. Hey, Sam, hang on a second. 
Okay, I'm live on the podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I was just talking about our interaction and All about right. how, you know, the, you are you were on a fact-finding mission to learn more about the show. So I'm looking forward to reaching out to you and telling you about how it happens. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Question for you. Yes, sir. Have you ever worked at an Olive Garden? I have. Yes, I thought so. Are you aware of the history between you and I and my radio career? I, I am not fully aware. I know that we've had some interactions in the past. Do you remember when I went to the Olive Garden? You were uh, the one by 28th Street, right? That is correct. Yes. Yes. I went there and there was another dude that was my brother. We had dinner. This is years ago. This is uh, five years ago. A little bit more than All that. Right. It was in February of 2016. Okay. Yes. Do you remember the story about how I got fired from radio? I do actually. I do recall that now that you mention it. Sam, after I sat down and you were our waiter, and then um, uh, I, that, like I said, that was my brother. And then I went to the drive game, the team known then as the drive. And that's, when, and that's when the incident happened that evening. And then I went, oh, wow. yeah, I went back to the radio station the next day, told that story and uh, made fun of the guy's pants. And then the next thing you know, I'm fired. So you were, you were, you're part of the lore. <laughs> An integral part of the history of your radio career. Uh, you were also part of the hockey team, the Grand Rapids Griffins for a time, right? That is correct as well. Yes. That's where you got the name Wang. Yes. That is. Yes. I was shooting the promo video with uh, Bill. Simon. Our good friend. Yeah. Uh, we were shooting a promo, some, some golf promos. And the basis for that was uh, a Caddyshack, the yeah. film. Yeah. And so I dressed, I dressed uh, the only Asian part in that film for these <laughs> photos. And uh, Bill decided it would be a great idea to start calling me Wang all around, all around the facilities and everywhere. So you rolled with it uh, wonderfully. And I remember watching that video and I always laugh at you just sat, you, you would just stand there and look cute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have many skills, but that is one of them. How did you, and then when I started on BBL, you helped out with the show. Um, how, yeah. how did that start again? Did you just reach out to Marcus and say, Hey, I want to be an intern. Yeah. So what had happened was I was looking to get some more marketing experience. Uh, at the time I was at Grand Rapids community college and I needed to have a marketing internship. And so what I had done is I just reached out to, to Marcus. I said, Hey, you know, I saw you guys might be looking for summer help. Could I be an intern? He said, yeah, that'd be great. You know, and and you had just started your show, you and Julius, uh, at the time. Yeah. And uh, I knew you a little bit from the Griffin. So I just said, hey, you know, if you need help with anything related to your show, let me know. And you were gracious enough to let me on board and even give me a little bit of airtime. Yeah, that was, you, were, you were really good. And you got an excellent sounding voice. You always did. So that's good. And you, and you kind of fit right in, you know, and you, and you, we had a nickname for you. Wasn't it Sam? Uh, something about J uh, Kim Jong, Jim Harbaugh or some shit. Oh yeah. Uh, I believe it was uh Kim Jim Kang Harbaugh is what you guys. Because you're a big, because you're a big Michigan fan. I'm a huge Michigan fan. Yeah. And you're also uh, from South Korea, not North Korea. Correct. Correct. So, so yeah, from, from the one that actually lets people leave. Right. And uh, <laughs> mom and dad uh, uh, brought you to the U S when you were a little baby, correct? Yes. Yep. I was five months old when I got adopted. 
Okay. Now you ended up leaving the radio station and you went to a, uh, was it a, uh, a, a Christian camp or something like that? Correct. Yeah. So I, the previous summer I had worked as a counselor at uh, Spring Hill. It's a Christian camp up North in Everett, Michigan. And uh, what had happened that following summer, I decided I didn't want to go back. I was working with you. I was working with Marcus at the radio station. And they had called me saying, you know, hey, we need more male counselors because they're always short on male counselors. And what what had happened is I had said no. Um, my friend Kevin had asked me to come back, and my grandpa had told me he thought I should go back. And then within the span of about uh, two weeks there, my grandpa, who had been dealing with um, some cancer, passed away. And my friend Kevin was unfortunately killed in a drunk driving accident. Oh, no. Um, within, yeah, within two weeks of each other there. And I kind of took that as a sign that, you know, both of these guys had told me to go back to camp. I need to go back there. Gotcha. And so you, you went there for extended time, correct? Yeah, I was there for the whole summer uh, till the end of August. Nice. Since then, since you're a young person, you're finding your way in the world. Uh, I mean, obviously, you went to college, so you you now. I'm assuming you want to do something with marketing, correct? Or you are you are doing something with marketing? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm part of the marketing team and a site developer here at the Anu Sushi. It's a local Grand Rapids startup company. Yeah, and I was just talking about it. And uh, the interesting thing is when a person buys. Let's say you buy four rolls of sushi to have a, a nice sushi meal. Uh, four people in Myanmar are going to get a meal uh, for every roll of sushi. Isn't that right? That is correct. Yeah. For every roll that's purchased, we donate a meal to one of the orphanages we support in Myanmar. Um, our company was actually founded by a Myanmar refugee. Um, Myanmar is formerly known as Burma, in case people are confused. Yep. Not a lot of geography majors listening in, I'm sure. It's true. Um, it's true. I, I mean, I didn't know that. I'm glad you told me in the, in the text. Yeah. It used to be the country. Yeah, so, that, you know, our, our cause is, you know, really giving back. You know, we really want to make sure that um, that our purpose is is very evident in what we do. And that's just one of the ways that we try to give back. Well, forget the whole, uh, uh, I mean, obviously, I would I would love to be able to have that uh, possibility to have you guys as a regular on the show. And we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But it's still a wonderful story to tell. And I'm glad you approached me about it because that is great. So you enjoy the sushi and then uh, hungry people get fed. I mean, that's that's a win uh, any way you look at it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, where Where is the uh, business at, Sam? Yeah, so right now we just started retail operation out of a kitchen on 52nd Street out in Kentwood. Um, we're also available. Um, we do a lot of uh, distribution out of hospitals. So anytime, you know, if you're visiting loved ones in the hospitals or, you know, have buddies who work there, Butterworth Hospital, Blodgett. Um, we're also available at Calvin College and Johnny's Cafe during this academic year. Um, Hope College as well. Nice. In fact, I, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, put that up there so people can check out the exact spot if they ever want to go and, and partake. So there you go. That is uh, uh, anusushi.com, A-N-U-S-U-S-H-I.com. Beautiful. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll reach out to you. I'll send you an email, and it's so good to hear your voice. So I'm, I'm glad you're doing great, and uh, that's fantastic. I was so glad to hear from you, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a pleasure speaking with you as well, Zane. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch, I'm sure. A quick question. Do you still have that video from the golf thing that you made with Huge? Uh, I don't know that I have it. It might be up on the Griffin's YouTube page still. Okay, I would love to see it just because I want to go back and see you just standing there. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll see okay. if I can find the link and then I'll dip it over to you. All right, Sam, thanks, buddy. All right, have a good one. Talk to you. There you go. Bye-bye. Sam!
Sam Wang, Anu Sushi, A-N-U-S-U-S-H-I. That is nice. Thank you to them, and good luck. Okay, where was I? What the hell was I doing? Okay, I was talking about Sarah Honda, wasn't I? God, I got to get my act together. Focus, dummy. Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, sarahondagranville.com. Buy a new Honda. Okay, go there. You can shop online, sarahondagranville.com, or in person for a brand new certified pre-owned or a used car. Okay, you should put oil in those cars. Uh, I bought Madison's car from there. And, um, you know, God, I still can't believe that happened. Put oil in the car, dummy. Uh, sarahondagranville.com. Shop online or in person, like I said. When you go there, please mention my name to either Cam or Thad. T-H-A-D. Only person I know in the world named Thad. Thad is awesome. Thank you, Sarah Honda Granville. Online at sarahondagranville.com. My pals at Dumpster Divers. Now you're like, Jesus is saying, how can you uh, uh, make, uh, I mean, what is there to tell about dumpsters? Aren't they all the same? No! They are not all created equal. Pals at Dumpster Divers want you to know, first of all, the weight limits on their dumpsters uh, are much lower than the ones you're paying for that are, by the way, occupying way too much space in your driveway. You you get these from any other place, and they're going to have a weight limit that you can't possibly attain with what you are throwing in it. So you're paying for something you don't need. All right? The way to do it is go get a dumpster from Dumpster Divers online at dumpsterdiversllc.com or just click on their logo at ericsaintshow.com. And uh, the, the price point's lower. Now, if you by chance go over, you're going to pay a pro-rated amount. It's still going to be significantly lower than that threshold that everybody else is paying for with their garbage dumpster. And these are smaller. What? Wait, huh? No, they, they, they have the same amount of uh, space that you can fill up, but they're taller. The walls are higher, so they don't occupy as much space. It's a better dumpster, and it needs to be in your driveway or, or any other place, no matter where it is. Dumpster divers, check them out online and get a dumpster. Not all dumpsters are created equal. Get a dumpster from dumpster divers. All right. Water. I am dying. Hang on. hell are you doing eric i also want to talk about this uh cornholeamerica.com reach out to cornhole america to get a set of cornhole boards they just installed a new machine that makes the bags for them for the longest time they had a person who was actually hand making the bags the business continues to grow they just added yet another CNC machine where they're cutting out the parts from uh, high quality uh, wood. And then there's a big machine that prints out your logo design, your decal, whatever it may be, logo of your favorite sports team, uh, logo of your favorite, uh, favorite podcast, whatever it may be. And then they assemble them. There's a staff of people that works very hard making this all happen. Uh, your bags are even custom made, whatever you want. Okay, 
Yes, these are more expensive, but I'm telling you, they make an amazing gift and you will never have to buy another set of these again. You buy the garbage ones at whatever store, I promise you it's going to be a shit show. Don't do it. Spend the required cash and get a top end set of cornhole boards delivered right to you. Cornholeamerica.com. You can get them for as low as 179 bucks. That's with the logo of Cornhole America on it. Or you can put whatever you want it for, I don't know, about 220 bucks. Uh, for the kids, put the money together and get them for dad or mom or grandpa. <clears throat> Excuse me. And anybody can play Cornhole. What a fun game. Do you play that shitty way where uh, points cancel out or you have to hit the number exactly? God, it's backbreaking the games take so long i hate that house rules at the eric st joe podcast household okay i don't know what my problem is i am dying here when you talk as much as i do you need you need water i feel like a fish it's flopping around on the deck uh Let's talk about this gay priest. Oh, this is uh, this is quite a mess. Monsignor Jeffrey Barill. He is one of the. He's uh, a priest who is one of the top administrator for the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. This is a gigantic organization. Every every day they send me an email. Um, with the daily readings. And um, you know, I'm not going to be the one to say um, first of all, nobody's perfect. And uh, there is no such thing, even a priest is not perfect. They uh, uh, Men, um, this is really strange, you know, are going to fall victim to um, various uh, sins. And uh, for me, for a priest, it doesn't matter. Sins of the flesh, lust, that's a very real thing. And so priests commit those sins just as much as your old pal, Eric Zane. So what does a priest do? This is a little Catholic 101 for you. <clears throat> Some of you are going to be like, God, that is the weirdest denomination ever. Uh, some of you have even said that, but the way we do it is when you sin, you gotta tell a priest that's called reconciliation. If you don't tell a priest, you're fucked. Now I am not in a state of grace right now. When you, uh, confess you are in a state of, and then do the penance. You are then in a state of grace then, and only then we've talked about this before then and only then is when you can receive communion. Okay. But here's the dilemma. Nearly everybody at mass is not in a state of grace, but we all go up and we get communion. Most occasionally you'll see somebody go up there with their arms crossed, which means they are just going up there for a blessing. They are not going to take the, the communion because here's the dilemma. If you go up there, and you're not in a state of grace. You're compounding the sin 
with taking that communion and consuming it. Because basically, you're saying, ah, I don't need the rules. Screw it. I'm more concerned about how I'm going to look. That's what's happening. So what do you do? Well, you go to reconciliation often. If you're like me, you're constantly in a state of sin, not in a state of grace. So what? What are you to do? Well, like I said, you go to communion. Like if I, if I pounded my pud, that's a problem. If I then uh, did not go to reconciliation or confession and then took communion, that's a bigger problem. If I miss mass, same thing. The sin is not, not one's not greater than the other. These are just as if I had a, if I have an adulterous affair, it is a sin, a horrible sin. Okay, these are all. Now, over the years, Catholicism has kind of like uh, eroded in terms of like people seem to think that ah, one sin's bigger than the other. Mine's just no big deal. I can just that's not true. Uh, you know, and and my sins um, are are no different than the sins of this Monsignor and this this priest. Um, you know, priests do have sex and then they have to confess. They might touch themselves and then they have to confess. Now that is between them and they have to talk to another priest. And so if they decide to not tell on that on themselves, they're constantly in a state of sin. So my church then, um, my church considers homosexual activity to be a sin. If I have sex with my wife, that is not a sin. But if I have se- if I'm married to a man and I'm Catholic, I'm sinning. And if I have sex with my husband and I'm gay, that's a sin, according to my church. Okay. So then I get the, well, how do you support that? Well, yeah, look. My scenario, I worry about me, first of all, and um, whatever any, anybody has going on in their own world, that's, you know, I can only worry about me. And I'm not, I am not going to judge anybody who's gay. I feel that if they have a problem, not a problem, if they have a, uh, a relationship, that's between them and God. You know, if if they die and they go to the pearly gates and God says, look, I hear you're into dick. And they go, yes, I uh, uh, Jesus, I have. Oh, my God, you would not buy the my whole life. I was surrounded by dick. He's going to say, all right, well, you and I need to discuss this before I can let you in. So plead your case. Talk to me. What are we doing here? Okay, that's between the gay guy and God. That is not between anybody else. It's those two. So it's above my pay grade. I don't act like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just stay clear. So it. then when I hear like uh, uh, Catholic churches, uh, like you hear a Catholic school firing a lesbian teacher, it breaks my heart every damn time. It really does. It really does. And, uh, and, and I hate that. I hate this part of religion. Okay. Listen to this. Monsignor Jeffrey Burrell is a bigwig with the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. He's resigned. They found out he's like as gay as can be. He is getting tons of dick. 
According to the article, the New York Post, it says he regularly used the, it says, queer dating app. I'm still not used to that word being acceptable. I always thought that that was an insult, but whatever. I'm just reading it. Queer dating app grinder, and he went to gay, gay bars. The allegations were put forward by Catholic news site The Pillar, which alleges to have uh, accessed the priest's cell phone data, where it claims to have found evidence of his activity in both virtual and physical gay forums. Now, um, look, if a priest has sex with a woman, I don't know if necessarily you would get this type of backlash. You're not supposed to do that. Uh and I, I just, it, that is such an unrealistic thing to me. It seems like a very old school way of doing it. I mean, but who am I to say, change your rules? But the rules are that the priests have a vow of celibacy. Wow. What a, uh, what a very, very difficult set of standards to put on a man, on anyone. You can't have sex. I really think that a lot of the uh, issues that the Catholic Church has gotten itself into with sex abuse by priests on boys and and uh, and other things comes to us because of the uh, they have to say stay celibate. And um, at the end of the day, not one of them has. Whether it be through masturbation or what or with a woman. That's that, that it's impossible. There is no way in hell any priest has remained celibate. What a what a thing to put on someone. I mean, that's like telling a man you can't breathe or eat. I don't think that that is right. I think that that should be reexamined. And I don't know how far back that goes, that that rule was made. But you got to understand that was probably a, a long time ago. And I don't, boy, that just seems to be a recipe for, well, it is a recipe for disaster. Look where it's like, do you think that if priests had the option to have sex or be married, okay, um, that you would have had the uh, trauma that existed for such a long period of time with all these uh, priests raping kids? I mean, come on. Oh, boy, I, I think that's a I think that's worthy of a discussion. I would need some clarification as to why. Like if I was ever going to become a priest, they said, all right, yeah, you can't have sex. It's like, why? Give me one damn good reason why. Well, you got it. It's just between you and God. You can't have a, you can't be a, have anything distracting you. I don't even know what the reason is. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't come from a place of education as I do most of the things I talk about. Oh, my God. But they ended up trying. Somehow getting this guy's phone and tracking it. According to commercially available records of app signal data obtained by the pillar, a mobile device correlated to Beryl emitted app data signals from the location-based hookup app Grinder on a near-daily basis during parts of 2018, 2019, and 2020 at both his USCCB office and his USCCB-owned residence. So this guy is not doing a good job covering his tracks. Oh, man, as well. Now, he might be a wonderful, wonderful priest who, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think that the church needs to take a good, hard look at these things. 
how can you tell a human being to shut off uh, uh, various functions that exist? I mean, there are other denominations, okay, that are just as loving and so well-intentioned and help the poor and treat their fellow man with respect and love and are nothing but good where, like, the pastor is married, you know? I mean, there are some churches where you can just get tons of dick and you're a dude. Uh, there's a church nearby here, I think, that they, I think the door is like a rainbow. For God's sake, they're like, come on in and get and they they take tons of shit too. people like every every six months. Somebody vandalizes the fucking place. I don't know, man. I think sex and, and religion just. Uh, they all do it. They all have sex and then they denounce sex. What? I don't get it. That is I'll tell you right now. That is one thing that your old pal. I don't agree with everything about my church. And uh, they can say, well, hey, you're a sinner. It's like, yeah, maybe. I guess I am. I don't know, man. So anyway, this guy is like up shit's Creek. He's from Wisconsin. It says the Wisconsin-based priest's alleged, quote, activity included attending a gay bathhouse in Las Vegas. So, my God, the phone was the big problem for this dude. He ends up, he's thinking he's going to have a great day with tons of dick at the gay bathhouse, which I didn't even know that existed. And here he is having a grand old time. And uh, it's no, you're that, you know, I understand rules are rules. On Monday, we became aware of impending media reports alleging possible improper behavior by Monsignor Barril, Archbishop, Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles wrote in a Tuesday memo obtained by the national Catholic reporter. Yeah, I just don't have the nerve to look at some of my gay friends who I love and say, hey, you're going to hell. There's no way I would do that. I don't care what you tell me. And that's just the end of it. There is no further discussion. And when I get to heaven, I guess I'm going to have to have a very serious discussion about that, because at the end of the day, I think I've lived in a life where I can I think you should let you think you guys should let me in. If I have to plead my case to some big boss at the pearly gates, when they say, yeah, it says here you like the, if they say, it's a, Eric says here you like the gays. But yes. What do you want to do? What are you going to do about it? You're going to throw me in hell? What? Well, that's interesting. Hey, I gave a kidney. What are you talking about? Are you telling me that my love of the gays is gonna is gonna outweigh the fact that I, I at great risk to myself uh, removed an organ during a pandemic and gave it to somebody. Are you telling me that? Well, uh, then I'm out. Screw that. Uh, what was shared with us did not include allegations of misconduct with minors. No, this guy didn't do anything wrong with with minors. He just is he loves dick. Who doesn't? However, in order to avoid becoming a distraction to the operations and ongoing work of the conference, Monsignor has resigned effective immediately. Yeah, I, I get that, too. I understand you have those rules. I, I hate it, and it's not going to change. That's just the way it is. Homosexuality, along with sexual activity, 
outside of heterosexual marriage is considered a sin in Catholic doctrine. We've already talked about that. The article even talks about that. However, a wave of condemnation was fo- has followed the Pillars report and its unethical homophobic use of personal data. Yeah, this seems like a crazy digital witch hunt to me. Quote, I am a sinner. So are you. So is Monsignor Jeffrey Burrill. Not one of us has a personal life that would withstand the sort of scrutiny the pillar has applied to Burrill, says Stephen P. Millies, director of the Bernardin Center at Catholic Theological Union in Chicago, wrote in an op-ed response published by the National Catholic Reporter. So I think um, this guy is supporting Monsignor. The pillar spied on Monsignor Burrill. More accurately, it used mine data from an unnamed source who spied on him to reveal that apparently he had broken his promise of celibacy. Responded Jesuit priest James Martin. And this is dividing the church, by the way, responded in a viral Facebook post. The article, which I will not link to, repeatedly conflated homosexuality with pedophilia, all under the guise of a journalistic investigation. It's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. This guy's this guy's life is ruined. He's deve- he's devoted his life to helping people and uh, and being a uh, a a good uh, Catholic priest, and uh, they are uh, ruining him because he did everything that I do. Why am I allowed to be in the church then? The only difference is I have not had a wiener in my butthole. Beyond the religious community, privacy experts also denounced the pillar's use of Burrill's data. <clears throat> the outlet's D, I can't say this word, anonymizing, I think I did it right, de-anonymizing and public reporting on Burrill's data, which it stated it obtained using grinder-based data streams and hired an independent firm to authenticate. Yeah, you, yeah this is completely an invasion of privacy unleashes this chain that a user cannot stop because they, how did grinder give it up? Why did, I mean, I don't understand. This is really weird. Um, Grinders based data streams and hired an independent firm to authenticate unleashes this chain that a user cannot stop because they don't even know that it was collected in the first place. And they have no idea where this data actually lives. Said Patrick Johnson, chief tech officer at the privacy protection firm disconnect, but it's out there and it's for sale. Oh my God. Doesn't the church have anything better to do than worry about this guy? I mean, if if you're going to do that, because again, his sin is no different than my sin. I guess you're going to have to defrock all the priests and uh, and kick everybody out of uh, of mass. This is bullshit. Terrible. I'm embarrassed by this. Yeah, I don't I don't buy into any of that. Horrible, I tell you, just horrible. Blue State Rob writes, I'll take a millennial pope to allow Catholics to accept the gays and let priests love who they want. Boy, man, I don't know. The church, uh, the church kind of uh, is really, really moves slow. 
Richard says he was a good person, but not a good Catholic priest. The priesthood is a choice. Don't want to live that way. Quit, he says. And says Eric's lack of soul only allows him to love to love so much body mass. If your BMI is too high, his soul gets triggered. Shut up. Chris says, LOL, committing a sin to catch someone sinning. Then N says, yeah, they do have better things to do per the commands of the Bible, but they'd rather shame people so it hides their own dirty deeds. Kenny says, three hours, it's going to happen. Go, go, go. I don't know what's gotten into me lately. All right, I got to wrap this shit up. I don't want to hit three hours, Kenny. <clears throat> but we probably will. No, I don't think we will. It's going to be shorter. Uh, all right. On the Patreon, I need to talk about a stupid uh, stupid marriage proposal at a baseball game. I am going to get into the story about the wildfires that went on in California that were started by a gender reveal. Remember that one? Uh, there's wildfires burning out of control right now, though, too. My God. And uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Bezos, that stupid rocket launch. I'm already sick of rocket launches by rich dudes. Uh, I think the most interesting thing about the Bezos thing was how much the rocket looked like a dick. Uh, He is being panned, Bezos, because of what he said after the fact. And it's making him look bad. There's no way anybody who's that wealthy can say anything that looks good, though, if you think about it. When you're that rich, um, everybody hates your guts. There's no one alive, unless they're bought and paid for it, bought and paid for, that thinks Jeff Bezos is a good guy. Everybody just hates on that guy because he's so incredibly wealthy. That comes with the territory. So I'll let you know what he said on the Patreon. And then you decide. The show is available, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I recommend you put me on probation, and it's only going to cost you $5 to do it. But you might discover something that you love. And if you like listening to content through online sources, and you're just, I just don't have anything else to listen to, let's do some more podcasting. I do a Patreon bonus podcast every single day of the work week. Five bucks a month for the audio, 10 bucks a month for the audio and the video. Just give me a try. Just try it. And then if like after a few days you go, ah, he sucks. This is terrible. Then cancel it. You get the rest of that month. But if you like it, you can either let it ride or convert it to a yearly and I'll save you 10%. You can find it at patreon.com slash Eric Zane. My policy shop insurance. Now it's real simple. If you go to buy insurance here, Cannot type, man. I feel like Kevin. Buyinsurancehere.com. And you click on it, and a form is going to open up. It's real simple. It says, request a quote. Request a quote. I cannot talk. Clearly, I need to stop this. So what this is, uh, especially if in the next six months you're getting ready to turn 65 or you know someone who is, do this. 
It's a free service. Medicare is in your future, more than likely. If you try to do this on your own and navigate these Medicare waters, you're going to be like, what the fuck did I just do? I don't even know what I'm doing. Frank the Tank Fuss is an absolute wizard with navigating all of this. He's such a nerd. You go to uh, buyinsurancehere.com. Include your name, your email address, your phone number, the type of insurance you need. You check Medicare. Your address, your city, your state, your zip code, your county. Tell me about your situation. And then you type, well, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast, and he sucks shit, but uh, I I know someone who's going to be old, so I want them to talk to you. Zane says it's free. Is that true? He's going to say, yeah, it sure is. You're going to put the date of birth down. How did you hear about me? You write Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, How do you want to be contacted? Phone, email, text. You click yes or no, and then you hit submit. Oh, my God. It's that simple. And then Frank starts to work on you, okay? Buyinsurancehere.com. That is part of mypolicyshop.com. What is Frank? He is an independent insurance broker slash agent, all right? My Policy Shop Insurance. He can also help you with a number of, uh, of other things, including if you're buying insurance in the marketplace or helping you navigate that time of the year when your boss is, yeah, yeah, we got new insurance. Yeah, read this shit. You're like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to get. Oh, my God. There you go. MyPolicyShopInsurance.com. Sign up for gun school, Prince Arming, 616-204-1705. If you want to carry your pistol concealed, class starts next Tuesday. And then it's the following Tuesday. You got uh, Tuesday evening, the 27th, and then the following Tuesday in the evening as well. The class is 125 bucks. When you're done with it, you'll get a certification. You can then take it, uh, the certification to your county in Michigan and then apply for your pistol license. Next thing you know, you got your license, carry your pistol concealed, and you all should carry your pistol concealed. I'm afraid of guns. Oh, fuck. I'm afraid of a pistol. What are you, idiot? Come on. If you're a responsible gun owner, you are needed in society. Are you going to sit there and hide behind a dumpster when some jackass decides to shoot up the market? No, you shoot the fuck out of that guy. Come on. Get your pistol license. Call or text Steve Prince, 616-204-1705. Be a sheepdog. Where's my sheepdogs at? 616-204-1705. You're running towards the danger. That's what sheepdogs do. You run towards it. You'll run away like a bitch. Come on. Asshole of the day in one minute. Get your nominations in. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Get a mortgage from Mario. Whether your credit is great, whether your credit stinks, 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Getting you a mortgage no matter what state you're in with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Other than that, call Mario. Get a mortgage. If your credit score is great, this will be a piece of cake. If your credit score stinks, most mortgage people will say, All right, I don't want to talk to you, loser. You know, no, I don't want to talk to you if you're getting uh if your credit stinks and you're gonna to try to get a hundred and thirty thousand dollar loan, eat shit, and they hang up on you. Not Mario, he wants everybody. So then he's gonna get you into a mortgage. Credit score uh credit score doesn't well, it does matter, but it, with a bad credit score, you're gonna get a mortgage that's not so great. 
you're not going to get a really low rate. Doesn't matter. At least you're paying on your own property. Then after you pay on time, redo the mortgage, lower interest rate because your credit score has improved. You're building your credit. Mario helps with that. There you go. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Who is your asshole of the day? By the way, Rob says, uh, Eric, this will be me quote, later on. Sorry for the late Patreon. I couldn't stop talking on the freebie. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It happens. Hmm. Careful hitting three hour mark, Kenny. His boss. Four-week Tony will send his boys after you. I, I don't know what that means. Shut up. <sighs> Who is the asshole of the day? All right. I think I know. Yesterday, it was Rand Paul. He's a dick. And by the way, honorable mention to all you dumbasses. That get, Fuck you for Rand Paul, man. He's a patriot. <laughs> the asshole of the day is brought to you by JM Synthetics, uh, supplying oil for Madison's car going forward, and uh, TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com. Book a, a paintball party today. We've got one coming up on August 29th. And JM Synthetics, as I said, at JMSynthetics.com. Uh, get your oil from Jason. In fact, Pick out what you want and then call him at the number over my shoulder, 616-747-0233. Jason, this is what I need. All right. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. But I call him like I see him, Catholic bishops. You uh, have earned this. Congratulations. Nice witch hunt on that poor Monsignor. My God. That is a bunch of bullshit right there. You have uh, earned the asshole of the day. We clock in at just under three hours on this show today. I don't know. I think I might need to actually start to curtail this. It's getting to be too damn much. What the hell? Share it. Like it on Facebook. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you. Please share it right now. YouTube video brought to you by MyPolicyShopInsurance.com. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification. Thumbs up. Thank you. And then Twitter, a Periscope video. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Yeah. Talk to you on the Patreon. See you, folks. Bye-bye. By the way, on-time start time for the Patreon. I'm going to go pee, and then I'm going to get a drink of water, and then we're going to do the Patreon. Get ready. See you, folks. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.